we have done the impossible. We have made people defend Hawkeye. <laughs> I'm actually impressed. I think we're actually doing him a service. <laughs> yes. Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by Cinema Sins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of Cinema Sins. I'm Aaron Dicer, and this week I'm joined by fellow Baffle Gabbers, Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And Ian Whittington. Hello. We write for Cinema Sins and TV Sins and do various other things inside the Cinema Sins universe as well. It would have been a perfect day, a perfect day for you to go, hello there, because Obi-Wan was oh, announced, Obi-Wan, you know? Yeah, you're right. But we knew that already. The day before we, Ian we, turns 18. Right. Indeed. <laughs> Aaron turns, will turn, will turn 53. Mm-hmm. And Jonathan will hopefully turn funny. <laughs> Yes. No, that won't happen. I, I, uh, I, I don't. We don't make too much of a point on it. It is rather crazy that the, all three hosts yes. on this podcast have the same yeah. birthday. We yeah. don't like. We don't talk about it often. That's but why we kicked Danae off. That's the actual this, reason. That's right. It she was, was throwing yeah. off the vibe. Yeah. yeah. Five twenty-six only in this like group. Five twenty-six only. Birthday person. We don't need you here. Um. I don't know yeah, what her birthday not, is. Not just the it's same crazy. birthday week. The actual, we are all born on May 26th of various yep. years. D- different years. Um, Aaron is yeah. the oldest. Just want to make that different clear. Different decades. <laughs> three different decades. Um, no, it is two. not three different decades. How dare I was you. actually born in the 70s. I am a year younger than Aaron. Yes. Uh, Jonathan was born exactly a year after oh I was. Oh my God. And then somebody Ian... just said May 26th is her dad's birthday. That's a nice. Something, really cool. some, some, so, what would that be? That'd be what's 10 months before? There's some some exciting stuff was going on 10 months before that day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a lot of celebrities born on that day too. Like that's a that's one of the biggest like cuz it's like just a ton of people. Like John Wayne, Peter Cushing, Bobcat mm-hmm. Goldthwait, Stevie Nicks. Uh, I mean, once you get to Bobcat, like I mean, it's just it would stop. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. Uh Stevie Nicks is the coolest though. Uh yeah, we should have just we should have just named the podcast like, you know, 526 or something like that. Considering uh, yeah. the podcast started like a year before, or two years before I joined, that would have been some foresight. I mean, yeah, really on Twitter, been. people are like, oh, that's cool. Because I was saying in my birth, my the, the movie that comes out around my birthday is usually the Memorial Day. And they were like, oh, that's mm-hmm. cool. And I was like, you would think, but most years, <laughs> that's, that's not really that not great. the case. <laughs> not all that great. Yeah, because the the big stuff is, has started to come out uh, for a while now in early May. Not yes. mm-hmm. over Memorial yes. Day, you know. The, so it gets a nice run up. It's like Baywatch. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, uh. there you go. Let's go ahead and get into what we actually came here to do, which is not talk about our birthdays or Obi Wan, but to talk about the Sinside Scoop. What's he building in there? We're going to take a look at the videos from the week, the process of sending them, how we felt about the stuff we are sending in general. The commercial sin this week, Toyotathon Bookstore uh, is the name of the commercial. Um, it's just kind of one of those interesting things where uh, a company does an ad that's really just kind of straight PR. It's just, yeah. uh, it's there's nothing really uh, market marketing about it uh, other than we're good people. Here's to you other good people um yeah it's an interesting thing uh ian what did you think of uh the mentos commercial well this (laughs) (laughs) 
I loved it. I think yeah. I need to stop watching it because I think I can smell Mentos everywhere. You should move on to the Foo Fighters video. I can't remember that song. <laughs> yep, eventually. Um, we do this in England so much, especially around Christmas. So we have the big department stores and supermarkets like Marks and Spencer's, John Lewis, um, even like Audi have started doing it. They will do a Christmas story, and it's almost like a Pixar short that goes on for like a minute or two minutes. Right. And it is just, look at this happy carrot that isn't going to get eaten at Christmas, and it, his family does amazing things. He, he donates to charity. Christmas, Christmas, come shop with us. Mm-hmm. Nothing to do. It's almost like an art project thing or like directing a music video, and I want to direct movies next, so I'm going to direct this commercial. And yeah, yeah this 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 commercial has nothing to do with Toyota. Like you can go all the way through and forget what is being advertised, let alone what brand of car is being advertised. And I just I just think that's dumb. Like I should go away screaming what you want me to buy, or else you're wasting a ton of money. Um I guess I the idea is that it's so talked about that you eventually by osmosis remember that it's Toyota, but I'm just as likely to think this was a Chrysler advert. And that you know what? Sure. Those those people at Chrysler are great. They invest in bookstores. <laughs> Let's be honest, I'm just as likely never to remember this ad ever again because yes. all all there is to it is in it it's it's all just awe, but there's not even enough awe for me to even no. think back on it and go, yeah. Also, yeah, even if there was, I'm never gonna buy a car because a commercial told me to. Right. I, right. I just yeah. Advertising yeah. people must though. I mean that must because why are they, they spending money are we just on doing advertising? It because, but are we just doing it because? But how I don't do you know? know? I've bought like, one new car my entire life, so like you can I, ask you people know. like, why did you buy this car? I'm oh, not a yeah, car it's because guy. of that commercial. But nobody, I've never been asked that when I I've mean, bought a car. If, if anything, maybe like a car in a movie would interest me. Like I'd be like, oh, that was a cool car, you know, like like a oh, Bond totally. car or like Bumblebee. Everybody was buying the whatever the Bumblebee car. The, I don't know the Mustang. It was a Mustang. Yeah. Sure. Um, is that the name of a car? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> That's one of yours. Bumblebee um, is a Volkswagen. Isn't it a bug? I thought Bumblebee was a Volkswagen bug. Yeah, but it got it got updated in the Bay films. But in the Bay yeah. films, oh. it's like a it's something it's a Dodge like a Charger or a Ford Mustang. I can't remember. I don't know. Somebody I'm sorry I brought that us. up because now everybody's gonna yeah. be like, "You guys are idiots, you assholes." <laughs> um, but yeah, so rightfully sinned. Um, I just love how harsh. The narrator is on the on poor Sam, like just mm-hmm. tears him apart for like yeah. just being a terrible human being and stamping the books and just being selfish. And then oh, how the entire community stamping the books thing's annoying. That would annoy it is. me. That it's would annoy so me. selfish. And just how the entire town is also an asshole because man, what if he wanted to retire? Like what if what if he what if he <laughs> what set if this the was fire? A good thing? This yeah. was his way out, and you just forced him and his arthritic self right. to go back right. and and sell books again. Just I love the the, the parents that are following the kid around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, we didn't see any sign of illness. I'm sure she's absolutely fine with <laughs> there the whole time. In in fairness, stamping books is much better marketing than just doing a uh a cloying um you yeah. know bookstore commercial. So you, should, you know, you know you're getting the name out there. For, That's uh, right. If yeah. nothing Brand else. Awareness. Uh what about you, Jonathan? Well I mean as you can see behind me, I like to read um for mm-hmm. those that are watching this um Reading. but this i don't know this i found this commercial weird uh i and i could never get my head around like yeah like the narrator was saying how this was really helping this guy a like i liked where they brought up like he could have just gotten fire insurance and this wouldn't have been an issue <laughs> um but then you have like all these people that are donating these books back that they probably don't like and they probably bought from this guy so it's like here's all these books that we hate that we bought from you thank you 
And who's going to buy them again? In your store again. <laughs> How's he going to make any money? I don't know. And I can't even tell. Was it a used bookstore already? Did it say like used book? I don't know. I didn't even look at that part of it. But um, but yeah, no. A lot of the stuff Ian said, I just thought it was funny how there was like you know maybe he wanted to retire and now you're just making him go back to work uh, by giving him all this inventory. I also <laughs> I like that at the beginning where it was like, have you even truly assessed things, Sam, or are you just that? <laughs> are you just a glass half empty motherfucker? <laughs> The man just lost his business. But taking yeah. the taking the way the truck was parked in the driveway from just how annoying that is to wait, maybe these parents are getting divorced and this is their way to yell at each other because the way they park <laughs> in the driveway. Yeah, it's a passive aggressive fight yeah. between the married couple. Yeah. Um and then just yeah, everyone in town apparently drives Toyotas. This is like Toyota Town. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Naturally. I, uh, I mean, you guys, I think you guys mentioned every single sin in the video. Uh, so uh, you certainly Sorry. mentioned uh, all the ones that I had. Uh, that glass half empty one killed me, slayed me. Um, mm. Just the fact that he's calling out like the sign still intact. So, you know, it's not like, all <laughs> destroyed. Uh, it is. So I guess I'll just talk about things like this, like saving a bookstore or those kind of things. I always wonder, like, what are we really doing here? And not just in the element of what's mentioned in the sins video of like forcing him to do job. Maybe he was okay, you know, being done with, but it's okay that bookstores go out of business. It's okay that we don't use the U S postal service and like that can end like things like progression does change things, but we have this like instinct that every single job is important, which I understand, but that's not true. Every single human is important. And the value of the human who's doing that job mm -hmm. can then be transferred elsewhere to something, you know, that's... Uh, well, and not know. to mention that people say if you're ordering online, you're just ordering from Amazon. But there are independent booksellers online. like you On Amazon, yeah. yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. Or through Amazon, or they have their own website. I mean, you can sure. still yeah. contribute to independent bookstores mm -hmm. if that's what you choose to do you know they right. you could just do it online you don't have to go to a store i i totally get the instinct and i <laughs> in in most ways i'm totally for it i love the idea of supporting people directly i think the the idea of that we've we've lost some community in oh you know frank runs the grocery store and i know i'm putting food on you know frank's table because i go put food on my table from his store like i, I get mm. that there's something really kind of interesting and beautiful ab about that but technology changes things progress changes things we're all valuable we all deserve fulfilling work um it may be an opportunity for more fulfilling work you know mm. like that's just it's so I, I do think sometimes we we get in our heads that you know everybody needs uh, every single industry needs to be saved and it's just not it's not necessarily the case as a reader i will say there is something really pleasant about going into a bookstore and sure. just being surrounded by books and i mean i i get that's like the same people talk about renting videos right just being surrounded by mm -hmm. movies i mean but like it, it'll be okay whenever the mm -hmm. day comes where they don't really exist anymore like music stores don't exist anymore i'm good like i've well in that in that thing yeah. that you're talking about that tactile feeling of being in a place and looking around and yeah. seeing stuff that may come back thanks to technology like if exactly. the metaverse really does become a thing we may you know be visiting virtual stores and actually yeah. having that tactile experience ready player um, one yeah so mm. and the capitalist yeah. inside of me is kind of like hey if your business didn't work and it's not profitable then it didn't work and it's not profitable so <laughs> right. let's not let's not fluff it up with very, artificial help every five how years very free market of you sorry, Ian. How very, sorry. how very egalitarian uh of you uh Oopsies. yeah no mm -hmm. for sure 
All right, let's move into TV sins. We'll start with the latest Hawkeye partners. Am I right? Uh, this was a Hughes Whittington script. So Danae mm-hmm. and Ian writing on this one. Ian, kick us off with some of your thoughts about the episode or the process of writing this one. Um, I want to get your guys' opinion first. Okay. Did I go too hard on Hawkeye? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It feels like YouTube thinks I did. I mean, I guess it's not a spoiler to say there will be a season video. I think in a season video, that's going to play even crazier. It'll be even more fun. This is kind of what I mean. It's like it's now a parody of itself because it's going on so long and so hard. Like we could sin his shoes or choice of shirt because he's not a proper superhero. And I think we're unfortunately on episode four or five or whatever. Four? Yeah, whatever. Where it, it feels very mean and like we're beating it. But when you get to the season long video, I think it trust us, it it'll can. work. It, it, yeah, no, no, no. It's it's uh, man, it's all about interpretation. There's so much of it that's subjective, right? We kind of, of talked course. about this similarly with the um, acronym pronunciation. There's a similar thing there. Like, is it, mm-hmm. are we taking it too far? Have we done it too long? You know, is it going to get that funny line? again? Is it going to get back? funny again? Yeah. Right? Is there is there uh, positive to sticking to it? I will say my comment section, or one of my comment sections today, was that we have done the impossible. We have made people defend Hawkeye. (laughs) I'm actually impressed. I think we're actually doing him a service. I'm not surprised Hawkeye has fans. Every super, every character that's ever been in a comic book has a fan base of some sort. And it's there is there is nothing wrong with that. It's just now, and when they're just when the show is setting them up, like why is there an Avenger in my house? Where (laughs) I was just on the phone to an Avenger. Where. That's just kind of like a fun trolley thing. I don't. I don't. I mean, people. I mean, you're always going to have that side of a fan base that gets okay. a little gets a little sensitive. We can talk about that at Peacemaker too. So mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. yes, totally. that is the. In, in, it is a good topic for today. Even before we get into Peacemaker, since mm. we're on it, we do. We are very conscious that we want everybody to be having fun, right? If somebody's mm-hmm. not having fun, we do need to understand. Okay, why is that? Why is why is there a a decent subset of people that aren't having fun with this? And is there mm-hmm. a way we could do the same thing where everybody still has fun? We do think about that kind That's of stuff. That's the takeaway I got we, from we it. We don't definitely. want to be mean. We don't want to make people feel bad for liking something. That's not what mm-hmm. we're trying to do. What we're trying to do is is have a a fun little look at the nitpicker mentality and mm-hmm. what that how silly and and stupid and over the top that can be. Uh, as well as maybe make you think about a couple things that you didn't think about before. Like, that's what we're trying to do. And you get those comments, too, which is always nice. I mean, I think there's some people Mm -hmm. that are just always going to be like, well, they clearly hate this, and I, you know, that's mean. You've always got people that take the the far opposite opinion. Even if they lie somewhere in the middle, it's more effective to go far, far the other way. And you can tell them the narrator is a fictional character. We're writing dialogue for this one character that doesn't like anything, and they still, I mean, they're not going to take that. So it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. I appreciate you watching. <laughs> yeah, this is for his own safety as well. Like, he shouldn't be in the Avengers because it's dangerous for him. Is is always the right. angle I try to come <laughs> well, at. Is that right. you should not be fighting aliens. That is a good point. And the same, you could say the same for Natasha, right? Because I mean, exactly, they're, the same. they're just human. They're not. Yeah. They have no special. Ab- I mean. Well, Captain America, though, he is just human, but he still has that super soldier serum. Oh no, he has super yeah. strength. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He has super all, strength and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought. That was that was a, a good thing to address off the bat because the amount of comments did it had me questioning. I was like, was I did I go too hard? No, but, it's a good thing to think. It's a good thing yeah. to wonder. Yeah. Yeah, and there's mm-hmm. a whole running thing about he needs he's supposed to protect Kate, which you guys jump on in this episode. 
Yes. But then, like, as Ian is saying, now that I'm thinking about it, well, were the other Avengers protecting Hawkeye? Because, I mean, how is it different? Like, <laughs> Yeah, you're right, protecting I mean, the squishy human. They were still yeah. letting him go out. I mean, I don't know. It's just, I know, yeah. I think that's a good point. Um, in terms of the episode itself, I I get the importance of this one, and I it's fine, but it's after this where it kicks into gear for me. Um, yeah. It, and it sounds bad because we're so far into the series, but there is still, we're halfway through and there's still so much conflict about Kate and Hawkeye not being partners. Like, the title of this episode is infuriating because... Yeah, they're not partners and they should be by now. If you've got a full series run, great. But if you've got six episodes, you kind of need to get there and be the Hawkeye and Kate show in episode one, episode two at the latest. We shouldn't still be having this debate for me. Is this but, four um, or three? This is four, right? Four? Yeah, I think so. If think it's four, this that's is four. even worse. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. This has been going back and forth. It just constantly. It's crazy. I just, I really like Kate and Hawkeye together. I just wish we'd got there a lot, lot sooner. Um, I loved doing the Believing Die Hard as a Christmas movie. Um, yeah, I had that one down too. Having an opinion anywhere on that spectrum, you're all just right. enjoy it. Yes. Like this argument yeah. does not matter. It's great. Um, Hawkeye playing the pronoun game in the car with Kazi, and obviously it's to hide the, the the reveal of the big bad and just chasing down Tom Holland because he's the one mm-hmm. that knows and he's the one with the loose lips that that sink the Marvel ships. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, this was a super, super easy episode. I, I continue to like this show. Uh, mm-hmm. This this episode is fine. I think you're right. It really does kick in after this as far as uh, what it wants to do. Um, but yeah, I, I had a good time with Hawkeye. As far as specific stuff in this video that really got me, the uh, the character says, uh, risk Yahtzee Stratego, and then the narrator <laughs> just goes, excitement? <laughs> Just a real board game slam. Yeah. Uh, loved that. You mentioned the Die Hard run, which I also uh, was going to talk about. Audible head whoosh outside of a Looney Tunes cartoon and then replaying that whoosh. It's so perfect. I It, it reminds me uh, just when I was, uh, you know, in I, I was going to say young, but I guess it was the 90s. So, you know, I was I was uh, in college probably. I was uh, young in Jer- the 90s. When uh, Yes, you were young. When you were young and Jurassic Park came out, there's yeah. this moment in Jurassic Park where somebody slips on a waterfall and there's like a banana peel sound like there's a like a slide whistle like <laughs> in the in the soundtrack. I'm like, mm-hmm. what is what? that? I remember my I remember my friends and I just rewinding it over and over again and going, what is this? Talk about, like, talk about 90s. You just said we rewound it. That's uh, yeah. Huh? yeah, no. Yeah. Well, that is true. I kept doing the same thing with this. I was like that. It stands out so, so much. It's a. Whoosh, because they're on the other side of the building and it's like no you mm-hmm. chose to put a head whoosh in there it's yes. like a double take it's <laughs> yeah dumb. yeah it's why wi- it's wild when sound designers go wacky with like it that almost kind has of to stuff. be on purpose too like it almost oh, has sure to, but if it is it doesn't you're make trying sense. to sneak something yeah. in or I mean, it's got to be an inside joke but like the yeah. wilhelm scream like you know that's an inside ah, joke yeah. with them you know in mm-hmm. and at some point we become aware of it and Maybe it ruins the joke a little bit, but yeah, when they put Looney Tune sounds in, it always... It's great. The strangest one is jump scares, because the jump scare is nine times out of ten accompanied by a scream that isn't somebody that's involved in the jump scare. Like, there's a shriek, and it's like, well, who made that noise? (laughs) Like, I know it was to make (laughs) me jump, but when did that happen? Right, yeah. Or a record scratch, or something like that. (laughs) What are we doing here? Uh, And then I wanted to mention the, uh, finally, uh, Hawkeye, the show where characters just randomly discard firearms to be found by any member of the public. 
responsibility sold separately. <laughs> uh, such a true point. It's such a great point, and it's stated really well. So I like. He, that. I mean, he could have at least like removed the bullets or something. Something. Like, he just, just something. anything. He just launches. I mean, that it, damn thing could have no gone off when it, it hit the ground and killed somebody. Yeah. And there's all kinds mm-hmm. of possibilities. Yep. Bizarre. Yep. <laughs> Jonathan, what about you? Um, yeah, I mean, I've already said I like the show. I, I, I don't think I worked like in much. And maybe I reviewed one, but I feel like the, the last three episodes, I just kind of watched them all together um, because I don't think I was. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm in on one of them. But I just they all kind of run together for me. So like this episode didn't really like stand out versus like the couple that come after it. But I mean, mm-hmm. I like it. Uh, I like all of them. And um, but and you guys mentioned almost everything. But I will say I liked. Uh, just the random, just the previously on Infinity War Part Two was really funny. <laughs> I mean, that was probably the most trolly thing in the in the in the video. That was probably mm-hmm. more trolly than anything. It almost about got cut for being too trolly because it was like, <laughs> no, they are referring to something, and I'm like, yeah, but it still feels like any excuse to put Endgame or Infinity War in the show or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah something that sure. the audience can go, oh, I remember that. And then just the narrator laughing at the elevator announcement that red children count as people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, narrator. Oh, narrator. Because uh, right. the narrator's an asshole. It's yeah, like, yes, totally. yes. Thank you. You figured it out. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's move into Peacemaker. People have been uh, begging for this one, and now they hate us for doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Such is our life. <laughs> it's great. Uh, well, we might not be doing it anymore, so you're probably okay. <laughs> Uh, we might, we might not. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's performing fairly well. It's yeah, not it like is. blowing up or anything. Um, but people do seem. And to, I would assume uh, there's going to be a second season. I I don't think they've announced it, but I would assume. Or, yeah. or they oh. weren't planning on doing a second season. I mean, I'm not yeah. sure could that be. could be the case too. Because I mean, Cena is probably in demand enough. It's probably hard to keep mm. him on a TV contract. I would yeah. guess. Well, you two, you two wrote on this. This was a yeah. Watkins uh, Whittington script. So Jonathan, you can. You can kind of kick us well, off with your thoughts and stuff. I didn't like Suicide Squad very much. We talked about that a few weeks ago, and we talked about the Suicide Squad video, so I wasn't really interested in this very much. But I will say it was better than I thought it would be. I have not watched anything after it. I don't know that, and I don't know that there was enough in this to really excite me to watch more. I'm not saying I won't eventually, but like it's definitely not like up, you know, top of my list of what I got to check out. Um, love the opening credits which we gave a sent off for. It was so funny. After that aired, I, somebody tweeted, somebody on Twitter tweeted something like, can't wait to see how many sins, like TV sins gives that opening credits. And I was like, oh, <laughs> you might be disappointed. <laughs> we liked it. I think most people like that opening credits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like when shows play around with stuff like that and don't just give us like a boring, mm-hmm. you know, and I assume they do yeah. that in every episode. I haven't watched another episode, but there's a, there's a lot of stuff out there about it too. There's a lot of like... Uh, uh, making of videos and just uh, the actors talking about their parts in it and stuff. So that's it's definitely kind of a small yeah. phenomenon. Um, and I love Eagly. Uh, I love I, him so much. That's a. I mean, that's fine. That's their baby Yoda, whatever. But I love him. He's a, or she. I don't even know. Is it a she? I don't know. I love we'll Eagly. It works. The Eagly hugging him though was like I like I was just like this is amazing but also I don't think we can give a sin off for this and that was literally my mind just finally giving in and saying we've got to give a sin off for Eagly there at the end where it's like you know I'm mm-hmm. only human uh, there was yeah. some truth to that that I was finally like well yeah we got to give a sin off for this yeah uh, <laughs> so so those are the two things I really liked Cena I liked Cena better in this than I did the Suicide Squad so that was something because I really didn't like him the Suicide Squad mm-hmm. uh, I thought it was kind of funny that they brought back some of the uh, is it is it Amanda Waller is that mm-hmm. they brought well, back yeah. like some of her team that uh, obviously uh, went against her at the end of the Suicide Squad, so they've stuck them yeah. on this assignment. 
Um, I like all of those actors. Fine. So, I mean, there's stuff there. Like, I could see this being better than the than the pilot was for me, but I don't know. I just wasn't like, I got to go watch this again, you know. Uh, I As far as the stuff, I just want to say... I love the way Aaron said banal because he kind of did like a, <laughs> you kind of enunciated it really interestingly. And you're like, you uh-huh. know, yeah. you're like banal. Was that what I was I supposed to say? Back and forth on that, didn't but we? I love, I love yeah. how that turned out because, you know, we initially just had it as it was. Ian just wrote it like that. And then uh, without that last part. And then Aaron was like, you know, I'm going to, you know, it's like it, maybe it'd be funny if we made a, you know, made a joke out of that. Because like most people would say banal. So that was interesting how that one turned out. Because it's pronounced banal. It is. Uh, it that is, is. That is the actual is. pronunciation yeah. of the word. Yeah. The word, yeah. No, you're right. And then uh, I love when you think of an outtake. This is why I love our editors, because when I think of an outtake, sometimes it just doesn't work. And it's it's not their fault. It's just I couldn't. Right. So like uh, there was that scene with uh, Cena and I cannot remember the actress's name right now, uh, but Harcourt was the character. And uh, uh, Jennifer Holland, Jennifer Holland, who is a who's a really fun follow on Twitter, by the way. Uh, they, uh, they're talking back and forth. And I don't know why that this is 40. I haven't even seen this as 40. But I've seen this scene before when I've done other research. And I've always been like, that would mm. be something funny to use sometime. The Simon and Garfunkel conversation from This is 40. Mm. And I yeah. was like, oh, this is perfect, I think. And then I got to see the editors do it. And I was like, oh, yes, that worked so beautifully. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, I got them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Because yeah. I love, I love, um, oh, and I, I can't remember anybody's name right now, but it's Paul Rudd and uh, uh, Leslie Mann. And I just, yeah. Leslie yeah. Mann in that scene is just so great. It's like, because he's the fucking writer. <laughs> <laughs> he's the good one. He's the best one or whatever. So, and I am, uh, Jonathan, I am Aaron Sorensen. Uh, yes. If, if you need to know <laughs> Did I say call. that? <laughs> no, no. Not today you didn't. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> Man, if I don't put that in the outtakes now. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. I have, like, have to now. I have thought I would eventually <laughs> say that because that is, mm-hmm. Aaron Sorensen is my, well, it's my sister-in-law's husband. I guess it's, mm-hmm. I guess that's my brother-in-law, but I get confused how all that works. It's my yeah. wife's brother-in-law. And um, um, I hope he doesn't care. I just gave out his full name. He's not listening. <laughs> but, <laughs> Give us uh, his address. But you're the two Aaron's I know. And I've known yeah. him for a long time, longer than I've known you. So I've always worried that I would accidentally say that. But then it, it, it took happened. like three it or happened. four years. But it yep. did finally happen. His happened. birthday is also on the 26th of May, strangely. <laughs> What's funny is they just think I created a character. And it's like, yeah. no, just, <laughs> just, just said Aaron's name wrong. Yeah, yep, just said it wrong. Uh, Ian, what about you? What are some of your um, thoughts? Yeah, this show didn't catch me, grab me, do anything for me. The pilot, sorry. Um, is that a U2 song for Batman Forever? Is that or Hold Me, Throw Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me, or whatever? Uh, yes. <laughs> um, it is now. I thought of it when you said now. that. I don't know. It could be. I immediately thought of the Nickelback song that they did on Spider-Man. Um, Hero something. Anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah. Was that Evanescence? Oh, whatever. No, it was... Uh, no, are you talking? I don't know. We're getting way off. Go, go to your thing. <laughs> Welcome to Behind um, the Rabbit Trails. Yeah, Peacemaker didn't do much for me. Um, uh, the amount of like buzz and positivity on the internet behind it, and I'm probably going to watch a few more episodes and see what happens. Uh, people are calling it like Deadpoolian almost in the way that it's mm. parody-ish and self-referential, and I love that stuff. So, yeah, I'll see. I didn't get attached to John Cena in this to be honest um i don't really understand how this pilot sets anything up for the season because you've got the random attack fight sequence at the end that we have no context for i'm sure we do eventually as much as i like the opening credits so i like how there's like eight 
characters in that opening credits that, that we, we don't do not see. see in this episode. No, it's crazy. <laughs> it's so funny. But um, I think Robert Patrick is at his best when he's, yeah, he's this extreme. And like him in the opening sequence is hilarious. The thrusting. And I don't know why, but it's always shocking to see straight face Robert the Terminator do that kind of stuff and it just it packs so much more of a wallop so if he's in it more being a terrible person then i'll 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 probably enjoy that um but in terms of the scenes that i think this was no this was definitely you jonathan the bum 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 when the laptop oh, like closes yeah. with amanda so waller find and, out that she's your um, daughter yeah mm-hmm. yeah and leota's sister is it's perfect how like the shift on focus goes over to her not her sister her girlfriend mm-hmm. or partner or whatever and She's just like, bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Perfectly timed. Loved it. I loved when um, John Cena is singing into the, we'll call it the magic wand. And I'm not an expert, <laughs> but I believe that's a different type of amplification device. Mm-hmm. I honestly yes. didn't realize that's what it was at first. Like until you wrote that, I went back and watched it. I was like, oh yeah, that's totally what <laughs> that's that is. That's what that is. <laughs> yeah. Well, I kind of went on the same trail because I was like, oh, well, he's singing into something. Maybe it is. Like, nope, nope, no, it's not. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, and I, I'm sure Aaron will pick this one up, but I really enjoyed confusing editing room floor with crediting end bore. Mm-hmm. Uh, just channeled my inner dicer. They thought that was funny, and so they, but they could, they didn't leave it it's in like, the episode. Hey, Marvel's doing this, so let's do it, and it means nothing. Is what I imagine the thought. But it's process like it's was. like it's a different take from the same scene. It's like it was a cut take, and then they just like, well, it's yeah. funny enough. I mean, it, but it's uh, that's not what but a stinger is supposed to editing room floor fits so yeah, well yeah, for exactly. it because it's like let's pick it up and stick it on the end because Aaron's trying on to talk. <laughs> Aaron I think, stop it uh, okay <laughs> carry on <laughs> I think it's a perfect sin I love it but I also kind of like that they're doing their own take on yeah. the end credit scene mm-hmm. because in I'll just say now since we're kind of heading into my thought if you were done Ian were you done with your apparently uh, so thought? <laughs> yes, you yeah, don't have I'm to done. Be, I'm, no, it I'm sounded done. like you were. It's almost it kind of like, like Wire Liar or something, where they do like the right. That's yeah. what I was going to oh, say. Oh, that's yeah, gorgeous. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. It's it's like um, it's more of actual outtakes than it mm-hmm. is uh, you know, an in credit scene that that yeah. goes that's into that's still the, the Swoozy Kurtz. That's still the best like extra oh, scene man. right it has to when be when she goes which, over actor yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, so he, you can see him. when it registers and then he <laughs> yes, just loses it you see it in his yes <laughs> you like, see it and she's like they made like, me do it <laughs> they made me so say good. it oh man that movie is so good um, it's so great it really is talk about a movie i never expected to hold up this well yeah, it holds up really Sorry, well. I, I, I enjoy Peacemaker. I've enjoyed it quite a bit. I've watched all the episodes oh, cool. um, oh, nice. and, have, and have enjoyed the show. And I understand why people are liking this show. I'm not... So I'm not a suicide... The new Suicide Squad uh, movie I did not necessarily enjoy. I think we've talked about mm-hmm. that. Uh, James Gunn, I like his mm-hmm. sense of humor. I like it when it has some guardrails. And I think there are just enough guardrails on this HBO show that are because it's an extended thing and it's not you know he's not trying to squeeze everything into you know a two-hour movie or whatever uh he's able to let it breathe a little bit more and i think it really works so yes it's irreverent yes it's you know going some places but i i really think the characters uh are given a, a lot of due service here in a way that that makes the show work the pilot i don't think the pilot serves the show very well I honestly That's don't. What my I, guess was like after mm-hmm. hearing people that talk about it. Yeah. So um, I, I think I think the pilot it doesn't necessarily do a disservice to the show, but it just doesn't really set you up 
um, to enjoy. And maybe it's just because it's it's honestly not as episodic as it as it intends to be. You know that it really is just kind of a you know whatever five hour movie that they just kind of split up at. Well, then and you show us Lachlan Monroe and then take him away from us. That's not fair. I don't. That's not fair. I don't appreciate that. You've mentioned most of what I had down. Uh, I did want to mention Eagleach because I just I oh. love Eagley. Such a great part of this show. Um, and you mentioned the uh, banal uh, sin, which I thought was great. I also love that that now, well, that sexcalated quickly is becoming a running sin uh, on the yeah. channel. Uh, that must I, be I you. Like that. I like that a lot. Um, it was yeah, there a good like three minutes yeah. there. I'm like, we can't show any of this because no, we'll just, you, yeah. it'll just be it's completely like, yeah. blurred. <laughs> even finding a shot that made sense with the sin, you couldn't even tricky. blur it. There's way no. too much like intense yeah. thrusting going on to even blur that yes. scene. Like it's just like, <laughs> oh, that's true. Like we keep coming outside of the blur. <laughs> That's all, that, that might be America's ass. Let's be honest. The, like the only thing you could do is like blacken the entire screen except for a little circle on John Cena's face. Yeah. Like that's literally the only the only thing you could do with that scene. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I uh, I really enjoyed this. Well done, guys. Um, on this hey. one. Let's move into Cinema Sins' fifty first dates. It's Adam Sandler week uh, on the show. Um, this was a Dicer Hughes script, Danae and I writing on this one, uh, which means I will start. And I think I'll just start by saying when you watch old Adam Sandler stuff, it really becomes evident how much his sense of humor is based on what he and his friends thought were hun- was funny in junior high. You know, like just yes. that real sensibility of... Mm-hmm. Somebody looks different. That's funny. Somebody, you know, there's a track on his uh, first comedy album. I think it's called the longest pee, and it's mm-hmm. somebody yes. peeing yeah. for like five yeah. minutes. This is not a surprise. <laughs> However, <clears throat> there is a reason we grow out of that stuff. There is a re- we we learn about how some it makes us. people feel. Some of us, yeah, yeah. We, we, it, how it makes people feel. You know, mm-hmm. when we laugh at the fact that we can't tell what gender they are, or you know, what, whatever the case may be that he's still finding funny. There's a reason we we grow out of that stuff, or should grow out of that stuff. And not necessarily find it as funny anymore. Um, you know, are farts always funny? Yeah, I think maybe stuff like that might always be funny. But that's, you know, there's there's kind of a line that happens between, you know, just kind of immaturity and laughing at, you know, bodily functions or those kind of things. And actually laughing at people. And, you know, that the these older movies, sometimes that's what stands out to me. And, and part of that the in this one that we send... I think somebody in the comments said Rob Schneider is responsible for 80 sins in the sin total. And that's, that's true because we, we, we do, we have a running gag about, oh, you know, so just, just stating a random fact mm-hmm. about the movie. It's every perfect. time he does that, an yeah. irresponsible and awful caricature of a native Hawaiian. Um, it's a perfect so. way to not be repetitive with the sin. Just like this has a six point eight on IMDb. <laughs> I was surprised it only had a six point eight. People loved this movie when it people came really do enjoy do. this movie. Uh, I've been one of them. I, I've yeah. mentioned uh, before that I find uh, parts of this movie funny, and I think Sandler and uh, Drew Barrymore are really good together. They are. Um, so so yeah, I've I've been one of those. It's just when you go back and watch it and you see that Rob Schneider stuff, you're just like, this is so. This is just. A, a fraction away from brownface, right? Like it is, mm-hmm. it is literally imitating a native population and making fun of the way they speak and the way they dance. And you know, it's it's for entertainment's sake. So 
It's it's mm. really tough to watch. Oh no, sorry, that was Wedding Singer. I was thinking this was the same year as Waterboy with the You Can Do It, but that was actually Wedding Singer was the same year right. as Waterboy. Yeah. So yeah. Um, the the other thing that, that really stood out is the constant gender panic. I kind of alluded to it as well with the the one character. Like, is that a man? Is that a woman? And oh, is that that's funny? That's funny just because you know we're saying we don't know if that's a male or a female and. You the know, same it's same stuff he pulls in the wedding singer, and it's yeah, like they are 15 yeah. years well, not 15 years apart, 10 years apart. It's like it's how fascinating to me, like how much of this type of humor looking back now that that's definitely not something you would see in most movies. It's amazing, like this mid like aughts era where there was just so much of this humor. And I don't, I, it's interesting. I don't know, I don't know what was going. I mean, <clears throat> I don't know, it's just something fascinating to me when we've done a lot of movies from this time period. If I'm being really, really cynical, it's because people find it funny. It's not no, right. I, I know, but you've but got to just, think that it's entertaining to somebody, or else you wouldn't like, keep doing it. It's like right before that, there was just a, there's been a lot of. I mean, we still need to. We still got a ways to go, but mm-hmm. I would say there's been a lot of progression of of this of acceptance, let's say, or whatever you want to mm-hmm. say. I, I'm trying not to be offensive because I don't know how to talk about a lot no, of things. <laughs> sure, sure, you're fine. But uh, but there's definitely more of a progression that you know. There's a lot more people that are open open to all this and a lot more people feel comfortable coming out and that kind of stuff. So um, it's just right before that started happening, we had so much like just, it's almost like the gay panic humor of the eighties. It's a, it's kind of like a variation on that. Mm -hmm. It is. It absolutely, it's gender panic. It's gender panic humor. So in what I was, what, what I was thinking about that was, I think in many ways we see this, this gender thing, especially through the aughts because we had started to learn the gay panic thing was offensive you know that that was you know harmful or whatever Mm -hmm. and you know there's there's definitely a mentality uh that you know humor is able we're able to poke fun at anyone for any reason and still love them you know so like you can make fun of somebody's race or racial stereotype Mm -hmm. or whatever because you still love them at the heart of it we're just poking fun at each other or whatever you can make fun of you know gay stereotypes because you know, we love you. It's not like we hate you. We're not saying you're awful. We're just laughing at, you know, oh, those gays, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like it's in. And so then it's that. And it's like, well, maybe not that. So then it's, you know, uh, the gender thing. Like we all like it's just this progression of finding ways to laugh uh, at each other. And um, and I'm not sure there's not a balance somewhere. Uh, but I think that balance is within your own community. That balance is within your own circle. It's not public entertainment because public entertainment, there was a big uh, thing with licorice pizza this year where one of the characters does a terrible, terribly offensive Asian accent. Mm -hmm. Um, But the movie is saying it's terrible. Like the movie is Mm -hmm. saying this person is an idiot and terrible for doing this, but that doesn't make it necessarily okay to put in the entertainment because when you're in a movie, you know, like a crowded movie theater, and I've I've heard one of my uh, my favorite Asian uh, film critics talk about this in, in his experience watching this movie. And that happens, and the theater laughs. Yeah, what are yeah. they laughing at? Whatever the intent of the director mm-hmm. was, I'm sitting here. As, I'm saying this is the the my you know the critic that that I like. I'm sitting here as an Asian man in this theater of white people laughing at a crazy over the top Asian stereotype accent. What does that say to me? So there is some responsibility, I think, with entertainment to go, okay, this isn't the the place for like mm-hmm. there there is a there and I'm not saying there's ever place for for racially insensitive comments. I'm just saying when you're with a private 
community or, you know, if you have a, a gay friend or an Asian friend or whatever the case may be, there may be a little bit of that ribbing. And I don't know that that's all terrible, but you better be tuned in to who they are as a person and mm -hmm. you know because there's a foundation there but publicly it's it's just it's ridiculous it's like if these jokes are going to be made is adam sandler the the white straight man the one to make the jokes really right is exactly. that one well, and yeah. i kind of yeah. i kind of weirdly think he's he's a pretty good person from what i understand and like i know it's kind of like a, it kind of ties into like all that bro culture and stuff which we get a little irritated with now but like he gave a lot of his friends film careers like i mean he he stuck by, you know, like he, a lot of his, like Rob Schneider might not have a film career if it's not for Adam Sandler. Um, you know, yeah. Kevin Neelan. Are we thanking him and, for that or not? <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it, it, you can look at it both ways though, right? Like we don't necessarily yeah. find Rob Schneider funny, but that is still cool that like he always brought This movie brought has him a 6.8 on IMDb and made like $200 million. <laughs> exactly, Someone found it exactly. funny. <laughs> so, you know, Rob Schneider's doing better than us. Good well, for him. Well, we are not, we, we are also not the ones to solve this problem no. or no. speak that's into it in any super meaningful way. And, and like, it is, uh -huh. it is difficult to talk about sometimes because we don't want to be misunderstood. Yeah. Uh, as well. I was even thinking with the episode that came out last week where I, I made a random comment about necrophilia that is so out, like if taken so out of context yeah, Man, like, I understand the temptation, <laughs> the temptation to just cut that out and put it in the outtakes and just condemn you even add some extra audio no, from but me I, I literally when that episode went live I literally was like man should we have taken that out like is there going to be somebody Who's like that guy thinks necrophilia is okay, and I'm like, yeah, you know, of course I, there will be. Yeah, uh, if a million people yeah. listen to it, then yeah, they would. Somebody would think that Hawkeye's an Avenger. Well, let me be clear, then <laughs> I don't. I yes, do not good. think it's okay. Oh, I thought you were talking good. about Hawkeye being an Avenger. You were <laughs> that too. <laughs> that too. That too. Um. Anyhow, fifty uh, first dates. Uh. Yeah. The the thing we haven't talked about yet. That this is the other big thing that we sent in different ways. Just the actual concept of the movie is so oh my dumb. Goodness. <laughs> like, it's just can the you dumbest explain thing it to ever. me? Because sure, sure, I can try. Reliving because I thought I'd seen this movie. I have not, and I'm glad. But so is the bit that I'm confused by is the family. So are they? In, they're they're thing. They're trying to convince her that she's reliving the same day, or that there is no problem. And right. that everything is the same and everything is fine. And her, her yes, yes. That yeah, there has been town, no accident. Her, there has been her nothing. Her dad, her brother, yes. They're creating a fantasy for her every day for a long Why? time. Why? Yeah. How much I, are you sacrificing and for what benefit? <laughs> no You're benefit. Not helping it's her. actually it's You're not it's benefiting actually, anybody here. No. No. Thank you. Okay. It was so abstract and surreal. I couldn't I thought I'd miss something. Sandler does eventually make that point to them that what they're doing isn't the best way to handle it. Mm. But it's still ridiculous that they chose to handle it that way. Like, yeah, who does it still that? happened. Like, yeah, Acknowledging yeah. the stupid thing doesn't make it any less stupid movie. Uh, and just the other part of the concept of, you know, just that, you know, acknowledging it would then make it uh, okay or able to have a child. Like, like can you imagine waking up the delivery huh? day? How did the pregnancy yeah, happen? Like, like, why, why, why are we seeing that? Like, that would be interesting, you know. So anyhow, yeah, the concept is just, it's the other wake part. Wake up every the, day screaming. Like, what the happened The entire to actual concept of the movie is just so insane. Yeah. Um, what about you guys? Uh, Jonathan, why don't you go first? What are your thoughts? I, I've only, I saw this and I saw it when it came out. I didn't really care that much for it. I've never been a huge fan of the Happy Madison movies. I like Sandler and other things like Punch Drunk Love. And uh, I was a huge fan of Uncut Gems. Uh, so I do, I do think he's talented. 
obviously he's talented. I mean, anybody that does what he's mm-hmm. done with his career. But um, I'm not a huge fan of Happy Happy Madison movies. Uh, I remember this was one I was more interested in because a lot of people really like this movie. I don't know why this this episode was going to talk about my wife's family, but I remember my sister-in-law specifically. It's one thing I remember about this movie. She went and saw it like opening day, and we had dinner with them that night or something. And she said, uh, this might be one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. And I was like, oh, interesting. And then I think my wife and I went and saw it based on that. And we were both kind of confused. Uh, but, you know, good for you for having a good time with it. Uh, I just remember thinking mm-hmm. it was just kind of there. Uh, I've never thought about it since until this. I probably haven't thought about it a day in my life up until we did this video. Yeah. Um, and I remembered a few things, but a lot of it, I, I, I guess I woke up today and forgot about 51st dates. I don't know. But uh, I uh, that was a dumb joke. Um, I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's all right. I've forgotten about it. Yeah, already. thank you. Um, I think I think everybody needs to forget about that because that's probably like a fireball. If I'm that bad, how could I be a writer for this channel? Uh, I like the. Did you know that some studies revealed that dolphins actually show more intelligence than Happy Madison movies? I appreciated that. <laughs> I heard that, and I was like, "Preach!" Yeah, the simplicity of just the college girlfriends. I thought that was really. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love the movie's line is, "Are you getting drunk?" And the scent is, "Are you eating a flower?" <laughs> she just like starts chewing on this flower. Yep. Yep. And um what and then also the 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 guy making the uh obviously like sexual innuendo hand gesture and the scent mm-hmm. was why would this total stranger make the universal sign of churning butter right in the middle of breakfast? So, <laughs> and then and then you already talked about it, but just the reiterating all the positive reviews and all that kind of stuff, that was really I like what we could yeah. do, like have a I love stuff like that. Like with the like enemy of the state, the Christmas movie gag, you know, that ran through that. Mm-hmm. I I think that's what's gonna stick out to me about this video is that like somebody yeah. saying something really dumb and then it's like you know, JoeBlow.com gave this movie, said this movie was one of the funniest <laughs> movie in years. And it wasn't Joe Blow, but I can't remember who it was. But uh, we yeah. specifically didn't say who it was. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. The point was not to call out uh, a website. Yeah. So, Sorry. Yeah. I, I do. I do enjoy going to Joe Blow. So I was not trying to bring yeah. them down. Yeah. Uh, Ian, what about you? Um, I despise Happy Madison films. More power to you if you enjoy them. I am. Um, Billy Madison? S- I haven't seen Billy Madison. Okay, so okay. it's probably unfair to say that <laughs> I despise all of them. Did you call Bill Madison or did you say Billy? Not, I said Billy. Oh, I thought you said Billy. I just said Bill. William Madison. Do you like William Madison? Are you a fan? William Madison? Do you like that movie? <laughs> yep. Old Willie Maddie. Um, I like Happy Gilmore, actually. That's yeah. definitely my favorite of the dumpster fires that I've seen. I've seen more since joining Cinema Sins in the entire years before that because I've actively avoided them. Like, I just... Even from the trailers, I can tell they're not up my alley. Um, I mm-hmm. don't get the, yeah. the bro humour, the womanising, the all of that stuff, how these terrible people always end up getting the girl. I was like, you are a terrible person. I don't care what journey you go on throughout the film. You have not redeemed yourself enough to warrant this relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, yeah. They all just seem so problematic to me, but... Yeah, um, is Billy Madison worth watching? Then I'll I'll go and watch I, it. I don't fan, know, but a lot of people like it. Okay, good. <laughs> it's hard. It is genuinely hard to recommend an Adam Sandler movie mm-hmm. in like in hindsight. So yeah. much of what many of us enjoy about those early movies it probably still doesn't hold up well. I yeah. like the. I think the plot in the execution of Billy Madison is really interesting. Mm-hmm. I think it's one okay. of his more interesting concepts and um, execution. And you've got what's his name from the West Wing and. Many, many mm-hmm. things is a really good villain in that. 
yeah. Uh, that's what they but, but I haven't seen it probably in a decade and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay. like, it's, you know. Somebody made me watch Little Nicky at some point. Oh, that's that's, gonna be that's terrible. Of, Little Nicky is terrible. That's one of my most surreal film. movie experiences. Mr. Deeds that's... is really bad. Like, there's a lot of bad ones. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was just about to say Mr. Deeds is actually uh, not as oh, bad sorry. as Little Nicky, but but yeah, <laughs> well, no, it's, it's oh, there we go. It's it has fun. good source material, so it, uh, that probably yeah. does help. It, but anyway, I am not going to waste any more time on them. Um, in terms of the sins opening, <laughs> opening an Adam, opening an Adam Sandler movie while filming on a location vacation, cliche because mm. that's the joke, isn't it? It's he is in a position well, now where he can get his buddies together, go on holiday, yeah. make a movie. I'm not saying I would. He's do getting that. paid to go on holiday. Heck no, of course, of, of course, course you would do yeah. that. You're going to make millions of dollars from doing it, and people find like, it entertaining. I kind of want to go to Rome yep. this year. Are there any Roman uh, Empire scripts out there that I can do, or you know? Yeah, for research. Um, <laughs> right. Totally. Um, I I adore the the double sin around finding the right temperature fish because it's just beautiful that the joke is going to the bottom of the barrel while somebody mm-hmm. is fishing at the bottom of the barrel. And it's yeah. it's so perfect that I almost think it has to be deliberate. Deliberate. The movie must know what it's doing, but I still think don't so? think it's... No, what... My next point is, I still don't think it's self-aware enough to make that joke. It could right. easily be, but I still don't think even that level of self-awareness, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't exist. But yeah, yeah that was that was beautiful. Um, and of course, there are not 50 first dates. Like, mm-hmm. of course there aren't. <laughs> you, absolutely, there aren't. Yeah. I, I had this in uh, in Keeping Tabs, but I've got another one I can, I can talk about uh, that Danae passed on, but... Uh, yeah, I, I literally counted the first dates in mm-hmm. the... Uh, and I think I was... Uh, a little bit um, uh, vague, uh, how I stated that. Like there are at most twenty three, yes. you know, first dates yeah. in this movie. Because basically, what I did was I counted and then I added like five more, just in yeah. case I, you know, somebody could argue. Well, there was this one time well, when that could have been two first dates, you know, like you or could whatever. add so twenty six more and still be right. <laughs> you <laughs> right. can double like it. Aaron's annoyed viewer impression. <laughs> <laughs> My um actually voice. Okay. Um actually, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's it. I don't want to talk about these movies anymore. Well, too bad, because we're talking about another one. Uh, <laughs> and I'm up the, next. At least this one has <laughs> Billy Idol in it. Yeah, and you, you are up next. Uh, the Wedding Singer, a Scott Whittington script. So Jeremy and Ian uh, writing on this one. So Ian, yeah. You, yeah. you don't have to go too more in, in depth with... Did, uh, Jer- did you get the yeah. impression Jeremy liked this movie? No. Yeah, is there anything fuck, specific? Fuck no. okay. um, I got the impression that he hated it just as much as me. Cause I think he wrote twice as many sins as I did. And I didn't. I wrote a lot and he doubled it. And I was like, oh my, <laughs> there is so much wrong. With everyone in this film is terrible. Everybody, everybody is making bad decisions based on bad outlooks on life, bad relationship ideas, just and then just outright stupid things. Like I know... Um, her, I'm not going to even attempt any character names. Drew Barrymore's husband, um, fiance, whatever to be. Right. How dumb is this man? I know he's painted as the bad guy, but he is blabbing about his affairs to somebody he barely knows. The only thing he knows about him is that he is spending a lot of time with his fiance. Like, of all the people to share this secret with, it's not mm-hmm. him. Yeah, I would right? like to it's say just... I've never met a guy like that, but that's not true. <sighs> I mean, it's, that's I an know, extreme man. example of that type of person. Yeah. Right? I'm sure he yeah. exists, but it's just it's. Uh, and I do remember rah. people wearing the the jacket combo. And Jeremy was right; it was well into the nineties. <laughs> oh, totally, it's still happening. Yeah. Like this, 
I, I just didn't think this film was far enough removed from the 80s to be parodying and taking so many jabs at the 80s as it was. Right. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just I couldn't latch on to anybody in this film. Um, so yeah, very, very easy to, to sin. Um, I love Jeremy Sin of Who Decided Roses Were the Flowers of Love. Love should never come with thorns. Mm-hmm. Although there's yep. plenty of pricks um, <laughs> with this love story. <laughs> I um I haven't done jack shit since college, and Jeremy actually had a list of things that this could end up being after the lead-in. Um, and there was LeBron James was one of the alts. Um, uh, no one has, and then Cinema Sins, and I was like, yeah, I whenever we can take a jab at ourselves, I love doing that. Yeah. Um, and then I squeezed in as many Adam Sandler movies as I possibly could into the one. Um, the, it's the very one nicely scene. done. It's very subtle. You could you could you could listen to that sin and not catch that if you weren't paying too close attention. I love that. I think that's really cool. And it nearly I I kind of did the same, which is I almost the last sentence, I don't know, sometimes these things don't click. Right. I left click till last because that was the if you haven't got the joke by that's now. That's the trigger. That's exactly how to should do it. Help that is, you get there. That is how um, that joke sings yeah but yeah totally. th- those those don't work if they feel shoehorned and the way jeremy said it like there was no emphasis on any mm-hmm. of the titles it's right. just as if it's an actual critique mm-hmm. yeah he did a great job of delivering that um and the last one was just it's how loki sinister um the adam sanders like well i can only do singing singing at bar mitzvahs for so long there's only four jewish families in the town and the sin is counting the Jewish families in your town. And I, it took me a second to get there, but I was like, yeah, that's low-key sinister. Like, that's not something you should ever do at all. Yeah, there's, Don't there's, ever a, lot of, there's, a, there's a lot of history that says probably keeping track of the Jews is, is not Let's something... Let's not do that. That's not something a good person does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it was easy to sin. Easy, easy, easy to sin. Um, I'll go next. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really have many further deep thoughts than I had with Fifty First Dates, other than this movie and its understanding of relationships uh, is just as messed up in, a, in maybe some different ways, but uh, but most of the same ways. As far as sins uh, go, uh, well, first of all, the fact that uh, we never ever hear my favorite line in this movie in a line that I probably quote. Uh, I'm guessing at least once a year, uh, probably two or three times a year, uh, which is, again, something that could have been brought to my attention yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just such a perfectly usable quote. Uh, it is but good. It is, and it actually, it does, you do feel for him in that moment. He's you just do. like, yeah, it, this would have been yeah, great I mean, information for me to have. I mean, he, as far as the Sandler character goes, he's pretty sympathetic in this one. Like, over most of them i would say like mm-hmm. he's a little bit yeah. less of an asshole in this and more just like a guy that just can't seem to get it right yeah yeah uh actual sins monica's mom arrives to play the exact same character <laughs> it's, so <awesome. laughs> it's so weird yes uh, yeah two friends so people on this script when i remembered she was in it i'm like there's got to be a friends reference uh-huh yeah yeah, yeah. uh don't agree with that that's not how heart attacks work <laughs> none of this is okay it makes the joke 10 times yeah. worse like yeah you're poking yeah. fun at the fat guy but he agrees mm-hmm. yeah yeah oh oh you okay yeah, we'll go thing. get the cake yeah, yeah exactly and then just with the um i think it was i think it was one of the many casual uh abuse moments where somebody grab somebody's butt or something mm-hmm. in the the line is just well i guess that behavior is okay guys uh you know it's just the way yeah. the movie is approaching it 
And then I finally, I had to mention the beef grades rant. I think those kind of things are some <laughs> of my favorite things in the CinemaSins universe where yeah. you can tell somebody just cares a lot about something and they have something to say and they're going to say it in this, uh, this sin. And uh, I have heard Jeremy talk about grades of beef so much in my life that uh, if I hadn't already known Jeremy wrote on the script, uh, I knew Jeremy uh, wrote on oh, Tell me Jeremy his. Scott wrote on a Cinnamon Sin script <laughs> without telling me Jeremy Scott wrote on a Cinnamon Sin script. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, no, that was great stuff. I mean, the other giveaway was probably um, the, the church saying, was like, thou shall not kiss in the same way that you kiss on a porn video. <laughs> yes. Leviticus. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Jonathan, what about you? Um, yeah, I don't like this one either. Uh, this was, you know, just a couple years after Happy Gilmore. So at that point, I at least had like a Sandler film that I kind of liked. I remember this one looked kind of interesting to me, but this is that dumb thing. I think a lot of 90s movies are guilty of this. Last Action Hero is definitely guilty of this. But when we do like, there was this moment where the joke just became, hey, remember that? And there's a mm-hmm. lot of that in this movie. Like the kids, and I, maybe I'm remembering all this correct, but I know there's a kid with a Freddy Krueger mask on, right? And isn't he like playing with a Rubik's cube or something? There's or a is that two separate some, things? It's two separate Either things. Way, yeah. it's, it's, I think he says like, oh, nobody's ever going to solve this thing. Yeah. And then chucks it and to like, one And side. stuff like yeah. that. It's like, that's the joke. Like Rubik's cubes were hard. Like that's the joke. And it's like, that's, but that's not a joke. Like that's just you know pointing out something. In. Or like, oh, there's yeah. a kid in a Freddy Krueger mask. That's funny. Um, no, it's not because there's not a joke there. There's no joke. <laughs> no, there isn't. It's crazy to me how quickly the eighties became a thing. Yeah. Like yeah. by the mid nineties, yeah. it was like, we're going to look back at, I mean, can you, <laughs> can you imagine right now? Like, like trying to tell jokes about the, the 2000 teens. Yeah. No. Like, like what is that? I mean, I, yeah. And like in 98, you're only like three or four years removed from the last Nightmare on Elm Street movie. It's not like these things weren't still happening in the 90s. And they're right. Like, and, you know, right. and Miami Vice might not have been on in the 90s, but Michael Mann was doing things that were very much Miami mm-hmm. Vice. You know, right. It, yeah, it's just, it's weird. And then you, like I said, a lot of it's just, it's, it's not funny because like they're just not telling jokes. That's not, they're just like, hey, remember mm-hmm. this happened? Ah. Yeah. Uh, so that's what, Mary's. that's what I found annoying about this movie. I, I will say, I do think Sandler. If you're going to do like a Sandler scale, I've already said this. I mean, I think this is one of his more, I think somebody said in the chat, mm-hmm. one of his more relatable characters. Um, I, it's not great, but it's definitely what he had done up until now. Like he's not like he's not like you You don't want to like hit him every 10 seconds. <laughs> right. No, I do. You kind of feel, well, but you feel bad for him. Like he gets, I mean, he probably didn't do anything to deserve his wife leaving him or his, his fiance leaving we him. We don't know. Well, maybe he did. We don't know. I mean, maybe he did. <laughs> Is there air? You yeah, don't know. True. We don't know. We don't know every story. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but uh, I lo- and I also remember just, I like Steve Buscemi's character. I remember thinking that was funny, even though it's really quick. But um, And also, mm. I maybe Christine Taylor is not the best actress in the world. There's something about Christine Taylor, though. And I, don't, I mean, she's obviously very attractive, but it's more than that. Like, I think she has a great presence. Like, she's so good in the Brady Bunch movies. Mm-hmm. Um, she's great and, in the Brady uh, Bunch Dodgeball. movies. Dodgeball. And, uh, you know, and she, I don't know, it's just weird. I just feel like she usually gets wasted. And this is a prime example of just her being completely wasted yeah. in a movie. Um, yeah, I, I liked her more than the Drew Barrymore character because Drew Barrymore character, I remember, annoyed the crap out of me because you're talking about her fiance is an idiot. I mean, I, how does she, I don't know. I just, the way they treat her, her yeah. character basically becomes like a door, to. like a, like a door stopper. So whatever that, whatever that yeah. cliche is. Uh, and that's annoying. Yeah. Uh, but the sins were, it was very funny. Uh, saying Pringles aren't potato chips, I thought was hilarious for some reason. Like that really hit me. Uh, <laughs> this is such a perfect metaphor. That's not how inflation works. And then it's like, I don't think. 
(laughs) (laughs) And then just the whole thing about people in this movie keep trying to do my job for me. Uh, I thought was great. And then counting the Jewish families in your town. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's true. That would be very weird. So <laughs> the, uh, the, you just reminded me of the ending sin about the dress because the, the narrator's like <laughs> questioning is it, because is it it's, weird? it's, it's weird. Is it weird? Right? Uh, what has this movie done to me? Uh, like, yeah, it's I, one of those yeah, beautiful I, moments where I, the, the sin was just, ha ha. She uses the same wedding dress. And then in my head, I was like, am I being a dick? No, I guess that's fine. I was like, right, there's the sin. (laughs) No, it's fine. It's okay. It's fine. No, it's weird. All right. Well, let's move into keeping tabs. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Ha ha! Oh, jeez. This is the most public yet of my many humiliations. We're going to take a look at something else from the process of putting together the content for the week. Uh, Maybe a weird Google search, a deleted sin, anything else from the process you guys want to talk about. Uh, Since I kind of mentioned it, uh, yeah, Danae sent along uh, a keeping tab she wanted me to mention. We uh, did this one together, and actually this is a little bit of behind the scenes, and that's what we do here. Uh, We have started, when Danae and I work on a script, uh, or possibly uh, Ian, we've started doing like uh, in-person combines. Mm-hmm. Where we will go over the script together, like whether it's, you know, uh, on virtual or in the same room. And it takes a little bit longer, but I kind of mm-hmm. like it because it's a lot more collaborative. Like there's a lot more conversation. It's not just, here's my note. Here's my response to, you know, mm-hmm. your note kind of thing. So much more um, context. It feels it feels like a writing room experience, which we don't usually have in this job uh, because we're everything we do is usually solo. You know, we're writing solo. Mm-hmm. We're noting solo. We're we reviewing also wrote solo. the movie solo. A lot of people don't know that, but yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. right. We bake yes, in we a did. lot of just, the mistakes deliberately just to give us Whatever screenwriter I just defended, I will say we did not write the movie solo, but I think people know No, we that. did not. We did not. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, we had this conversation about this moment in 50 First Dates. There's this moment, it's in, we, it's a, one of the Rob Schneider sins. It's when he's basically mocking the luau uh, and just making <laughs> up nonsense words or whatever. Okay. And we, so we send Schneider for it, right? There's this other person in the background whose mouth is just agape the entire time. And, and Danae fixates on these kind of things. Mm-hmm. And I love it. So there's some of my favorite sins that she does when she finds some sort of weird human behavior and is just like, what is this thing? And it is one of those things where you watch it and you're just like, why is his mouth just like it's <laughs> the whole time that he's playing? And so uh, we kind of went back and forth with, okay, we can point that out. And the sin was just like, um, uh, also shut your mouth, close it, stop, lock your lips. How is your mouth not drying out? Shut it. Why can't I stop looking at it? Ah! <laughs> like that was the that was the sin. And it's so beautifully Danae, and it's a really funny sin. Mm. But then we started talking about, okay, is there a possibility we're making fun of someone's appearance? Is there a possibility that it's a, a medical con- Like, is is there mm-hmm. something we don't know yeah. that at some point we could be like, oh, that's actually... And then the fact that it was right around that other sin, it just made sense to to kind of cut it out, though. But I, I did want to mention it because uh, 
we it was a really interesting process of kind of just behind the scenes of how we talk about that stuff, how we kind of mm-hmm. figure out what stays in, what goes, and and all that kind of stuff. So, um, and if you so could anyhow. record, if you if we if we could or find a way to record those sessions, it is it can get feisty, and it's beautiful, beautifully it re- feisty. It really does, and and there's there's a real thick skinnedness to it that mm-hmm. is important in, and I think it's a valuable skill set to have to be able yeah. to you know have. Because when you're a writer and you're crafting these beautiful little pearls and you're just like, this is, let me present to you this beautiful Cut. thing I've crafted. Isn't Cut. it amazing? And the other person's like, no, that's, that's actually crap. No. It's actually terrible. Why? But well, the video's too long. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but, but, but why? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, those would be, there would be a lot of like, if you wanted to listen to those sessions, it would be a lot of cringe listening. You know, mm-hmm. where you're just like uncomfortable at oh, like, you know, yes. are they actually Do not are they fighting them on right now? <laughs> They're not going to come yeah. out of this, friends, but we always no, do. No, but we always do. Uh, Jonathan, what about you? Um, I had a couple like uh, small things. Um, I did actually because in uh, in uh, Peacemaker, and we make a sin about this too, where the person says like, what is, they start talking about James Bond randomly. And then they say, what is an octopusy anyway? And then we mm-hmm. did a sin like... You know, mm-hmm. what James Bond fans have been asking themselves. I did actually look it up, though, which uh, I don't recommend Googling what is an octopusy, by the way. Uh, <laughs> nope. That's one Fair thing. Enough. But I, so I, I, then, I then, like, did other ways I rewarded it. So, uh, But for those that don't know the film, Octopussy is simply the character's name. Maude Adams plays the character. What I didn't know, because I haven't read the short, it's based on a short story collection uh, by Ian Fleming called Octopussy and the Living Daylights the movie isn't really taking the story from the story. Like it's not like a lot of Bond films. They just took the title and then made their own Mm -hmm. story or they took story points from other novels. It's a really weird franchise Mm -hmm. when, how they adapt things, but it sounds uh, like a band octopusy and the living daylights. Well, it was just a collection. I think there might be living daylights might be its own story. And then octopusy, Mm -hmm. I I could be wrong. Like I said, I haven't read that one, but, um, but then I also thought it was interesting because people were like commenting on this thread that I found like somewhere. It wasn't Reddit. It was a random site, but, it was like someone also suggested that it's a term that could be used for eight cats, which I thought was just funny. I mean, I guess that's right. It's like, it's true. It's like yeah, here's sure. my octopusy, you know, and then you have like a, mm-hmm. you have eight yep. cats and then you're probably live alone. Um, it's also randomly, uh, there's a free and open source computer software, which monitors other systems that for some reason got titled octopusy. No clue. Hmm. Just thought that was interesting. But yeah, main thing to come out of that, do not Google what is an octopusy. Just don't. <laughs> no. Nope. Ever. Or ha- have your safe settings extremely yeah, dialed really in. dialed up. Yeah. yeah. Make sure. Make sure. And then also- That's enough internet for today. Yeah. And then I wrote a send. I, I, I like, whenever like a like a cliched phrase comes up, like a, you know, like eat an apple a day, keeps Dr. Ray, whatever, whatever it is. I always like to kind of look into it just because I, I always find that interesting in general. So there's a thing about the there's like a it's like code or whatever on this on this phone which is text which somebody made me think it says like the pigeon is back in the coop or the dove is back in the mm-hmm. coop. I will say Aaron though somebody made me think there was a comment about that that maybe that actually comes up later like that actually might have to do with like a character or mm. something. Does that make sense? Uh, I was confused but Yeah, well, I mean, as far as the reason they're saying dove Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, his his logo is a dove. Oh, that's true. So that is Pe- just directly Pe- related to... Yeah, it's a direct, yeah. Re- direct reference to Peacemaker, but, yeah. That's right. So that's what it was. That, that's what it was. I'm thinking of something else where somebody said it will come up later. But anyways, but my sin was based on the fact that that saying is just... It's not It's not that them calling him a dove was bad. It's just the saying, the expression itself is, is odd. 
Because when right. you look into it, A, I didn't know there was like several species of doves. Uh, so if you ever want to buy doves, by the way, or, or breed doves, I would I would highly recommend going to wildbirdwatching.com because they have a lot of information. <laughs> it's where I found all of my nice. And uh, but yeah, but a lot, but apparently doves are very aggressive, uh, especially like and it's there. It's not even so much the different species. It has more to do with if they're trying to accomplish the same task, uh, the one tries to dominate the other one so they can do it. Like if it's, you know, getting food, whatever it <laughs> is. Um, so and then also there's a, there's doves that need higher temperatures. There's doves that need lower temperatures. There's all this kind of stuff. But the main thing I focused on was the fact that a lot of doves, they'll just apparently get into these really brutal fights. And so the idea of Yikes. like keeping all these doves in a coop is probably not great. So that's what mm-hmm. that's what the sin was focusing on. But I just but I just did some I did a lot of learned a lot about doves and pigeons, uh, nice. which are nice. uh, also obviously a lot of people breed like Mike Tyson. It is true. Yep. It is true. Ian, what about you? Um, so I've got a, a quick link which I want people to watch. I'll probably stick it in the in the show description, but. I was looking up what because there was something ridiculous that Adam Sandler does in wedding what? um singer. Yeah, really shock. <laughs> and it was no, you know what it was? It was the shaky lip when his fiance doesn't turn up and the the emotional stuff that goes through his face. I'm like, was he being serious? Like it looks like he's going for something. <laughs> so I looked up like who beat him for the Oscar that year for best actor. <laughs> um, <laughs> And it led me to a That's video. That's as ridiculous of, as me saying Nicholson was nominated for Batman. Well, they say it's exactly know, the same. And I was like, yeah. man, I wonder who who he beat out for that. He must have been absolutely disappointed. And it took me to a video of Robert Roberto Benini, who won for um, oh, Life Is Beautiful yeah, yeah, yeah. in 1999. I want to have sex this with everybody, is, or whatever he said. Yes, yes. This is one mm. of the most joyful awesome. moments ever caught on TV. The man is like just shocked that he's won, jumps onto the back of his chair, you see famous people around him, including Steven Spielberg, and the man just starts climbing down the steps, nearly boots Spielberg in the back of the head. Like, Spielberg catches him, and he jumps down. And in, like, broken English, he's just like, I love everybody, you're beautiful, I want to marry you all, thank you so much. And he, it's just pure joy, and the man is so eccentric. So just for a I've never been happier somebody won. Because just because exactly. of the acceptance, it speech. seems like this man just seems to deserve yeah. it, regardless of whatever, him, whatever Coop, the film's about. Cooper Gooding Jr. for Jerry Maguire. If you've never seen that, it's really fun too. Mm. Yeah, that one's yeah. It's just a really good boost of serotonin. So yeah, mm. get get that inside you. And I also did a ton of research into Van Halen breaking up, which was. Oh, some wow. of the most tedious research lot. I've ever had to do. It's <laughs> it was so dumb. It's basically band breaks up, and it's the same story that you've mm. all. Some people want to do more. They're not happy with the band. They do a George Harrison, and the band is broken. That was it. Yeah. That <laughs> was it. I love David Lee Roth, but that guy, he's like his own person. Like I don't know how you'd be in a band with him. Like he ha- he needs well, to it be. Seems if anybody like they needs couldn't. to be solo, yeah. it's David Lee Roth. It seems like that's the point. Yeah. But then they yeah. had issues with Hagar, too, because Hagar left, and then they brought in the extreme guy, and then Hagar came back, and I know Aaron's like, none of that makes any sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> I did the no, research, actually, and I Aaron, still don't know this much. Aaron was just thinking, like, it's it's not an uncommon story. No, it's like, not. not. No, Frontman band same problems thing. are... What a surprise. You know, all yeah. Often happen. Often happen. Uh, which I'm, I'm thankful that you, you know, you guys still stick with me as the, the more important front man, and you guys, you know, being my, my backups. That's You're really my Adam kind Sandler. of you guys. You gave me a career. <laughs> uh, 
Like it might not, you know, yeah. might not appreciate sure. that about you. Does that make I'm me not true? Sure to take that as a compliment. <laughs> uh, whatever the case, let's move into the comment section. I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. We're each going to talk about a comment from last week's content from the various places we reach. Uh, you reach out to us, Discord, YouTube, Reddit, uh, etc. Um, I will kick us off with one of my favorite comment experiences in the history yes. of the Sins channel. Nice. Uh, so uh, I go in order as I prep this stuff, and then I kind of breeze through the comments. And I, I saw a comment uh, from one of our uh, good friends, I believe uh, also a member of the Sin Club, uh, Obina. Um, who says on the 51st Dates video, at first I could have sworn you guys covered this movie already, but then I realized that a lot of Adam Sandler's movies are just <laughs> that derivative. And I thought that was hilarious, so I cut and pasted it uh, from one of my comment sections. So then I go on to the uh, the next video, which is The Wedding Singer, and right there at the top <laughs> is Obina. At first I could have sworn you guys covered this movie already, but then That's I realized perfect. that a lot of Adam Sandler's movies are just that derivative. <laughs> That's so great. I need that to come back. That'll be like... Who knows which one came first? Listen, the comment was already good enough Uh, for me to have wanted to use in the comment section. (laughs) And then just the fact that it's like exact same (laughs) like capitalizations on that. Like it's the exact same comment. Uh, Man, it was just... I thought that was really fun. So well done. Well done, Obina. That's great. Appreciate that. Uh, Ian, what about you? Um, so I've got one that just made me laugh, and then we'll do some nitpicking the nitpickers of the nitpickers. Um, so this was from Fifty um, First Dates or Wedding Singer or Happy Gilmore or one of them. Um, I was a teenager when I saw this movie, and I remember liking it a lot. My friends and I talked about it all the time. I thought it was sweet how everyone loved her so much, and they, so it's Fifty First Dates, and they all did the best to help her live normally. Anyway, I watched it again many, many years later and was absolutely horrified by the entire premise. <laughs> Not only did it age so poorly that the cheese surrounding it grew sentience, I got secondhand embarrassment for my past self that leapt through time and punished me forever liking the movie to begin with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that is a journey, and I'm glad they've arrived at the right destination. Um, yeah, there are some comments where you're just like, mm, man, I wish I had your contact information. Yes. <laughs> like, that's a great <laughs> sin you just wrote there. That, yeah. is a, that is copy and paste in the video. Mm-hmm. That was yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Um, this is one for you specifically, Aaron. Um, All right. So, oh, is this nitpicking the, s- the nitpickers of the nitpickers? This is nitpicking the nitpickers All of the right, nitpickers. let's do it. Boo! Let's do it. That's the theme music now. Oh, nicely done. <laughs> nope. Um, so this is for um, Hawkeye. Oh, okay. The sinner broke the running gag. It should be pronounced FUBAR. F-U-H-B-A-R. So FUBAR. Correct. It is an acronym, isn't it? Yeah, I totally yeah, didn't fucked think up about... Beyond all recognition. Beyond yeah. all recognition, yeah. So it should be yeah. FUBAR. <laughs> FUBAR. It should be FUBAR. FUBAR. And, it's, and, and it's a shame yeah. because that's an easy one. Like, that's not yeah. even like... Tardis, like that's you know, Fubar <laughs> is is an easy one. So missed yeah. it entirely. When Aaron does like a thing like that with the with the acronyms, it's even funnier if you're listening to it at like 1.5 speed. I found because <laughs> <laughs> it gets really enunciated. It's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Um. So this is one for Peacemaker. Um. Peacemaker is the most streamed show on HBO. So a lot of people are watching this without having seen the Suicide Squad. So I think the point they were trying to make is that... I saw this. This is more popular than the Suicide Squad and more people have seen it. Um, 
So, and that we were wrong for sending the previous, or we, not that we were wrong for singing the previously on, but we didn't need to justify it. And I kind of felt like we did a bit because I still think it's odd going into this without any Suicide Squad context at all, mm-hmm. unless your draw is John Cena, which maybe, mm-hmm. maybe but- it is. Also, but, like, have you have you watched our channel? Like, do you know us? Like, I don't. I mean, yeah. whatever. Uh, whatever. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Um, I mean, Suicide Squad was on HBO too. Like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So, I, 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 if I remember correctly, though, yeah. it did not do. Like, I, re- I, I feel like there were articles about it being a little disappointing, like compared to like what other movies, like Those yeah. Who Wish Me Dead, like some of the other ones before that, that how mm. well they were streamed. Yeah. I got the impression, yeah, it was but I also think compared. there's probably, even though it did make a ton of money, I think some people just went and saw it in the theater because that was kind of a big, like, you know, comic book movie. So mm-hmm. maybe that yeah. was why they were a little more less streams. Mm-hmm. I don't Could know. Be. Could be. Another one that I had to, this is from Peacemaker, I had to rethink because it's, I couldn't believe I'd missed it. And I don't think I did, but um, Peacemaker didn't take a helmet to call oh, to this is one. This is the one I had. Yeah. You know, go on. Yeah. He wasn't wearing one um, when he got sent to Belreve. But he was fully suited up, wasn't he, after he gets put on the mission? Yeah, and he has a helmet. give him the helmet back. He has yeah. a helmet when he leaves because he gives it to the taxi yeah. guy, right? Yeah, so he yeah. had to pick that at some point. Yeah, yeah so I think that was... I was yeah. like, am I losing it? Am I, no, that's that's Was a he red. not wearing a, yeah. a helmet the entire time? And regardless, yeah. we're just um, also sending the fact that like he has all these options, and it just—I mean, why would I don't know? That—that's kind of more have abilities. Was like, yeah. my how, goodness, yeah. yeah. How do how are we only just finding this out? Honestly, right. yeah. Uh, and the last one, this is definitely um, not a lot of discussion here. Definitely uh, a green. I, I messed it up. The opening credit song is actually sung by a Norwegian band, not a Finnish band. Did we have uh, something about being, it being Finnish in the sense? We sense? did. Oh, I yeah. That. I said that this this uh, Robert Patrick thrusting Finnish finagling goes on for all of the minutes I, or yeah, something. I just I overlooked I the Finnish part. I don't know part. where I got it from. But this, uh, I will I say don't though, I, I, the wigwam is the name of that band, and they're pretty That's recent. The band, yeah. Like I at first thought, oh, that must be something I just like from the eighties or nineties. But it's like a mm. 2014 song, I think, and yeah. uh, it's just they just have that kind of hair that, metal. Yeah, feel that's to what them. they do. They do that kind of music, and I, I'm not gonna lie, I've listened to that song several times. Since yeah. I, see that I remember cross. researching it, and somewhere something told me they were finished. But who knows? My daughter, I apologize. Like, I am kind wrong because she'll every now and then she'll just be like, "Daddy," and then she'll be like, "Do you really want to? Do you really want to taste it?" It's kind of <laughs> weird your ten year old daughter saying that, but whatever. Yeah. Please stop. It's also fun. It's also funny. Uh, yeah. You remind me that I I also need to offer a mea culpa uh, on uh, the Scandinavian countries, which do not include Finland, even though I said that they oh uh, no, that they do was, at one oh, point. Oh, did you say Finland also? I said Finland. But yes, I, did, I think yeah. that uh, is a Norwegian director, though, is what I what I found yeah. out afterwards. So I was incorrect. Was so me. many many apologies. Everyone's wrong. To our Scandinavia or and near Scandinavian. Okay, so uh, it's it's friends. Norway, Sweden, and there's three, right? Denmark yeah, and Finland. <laughs> I, no, it's Denmark, right? Don't do this to me. I thought I knew it last time, and I was wrong. That's uh, Germany, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, right. Yeah, yeah, it's, Germany it's definitely Spain. part of Scandinavia and the yeah. Ukraine for some yes. reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it covers, yes, the three regions of Denmark, Norway, uh, and well, Sweden. It does say, I just looked up this, though, 
it does say Finland is a Scandinavian country when I Googled it. Well, if you it more broadly covers gotcha. the Faroe Islands, Finland, and Iceland oh, as well. Okay. So if you gotcha. include Finland, you would but also include Iceland. But if somebody says Scandinavia, they typically mean one of those three, I guess. Yeah. Generally, although I remember that, like in school, like I remember the geography lesson about that, and they're kind of all right there together. And uh, the broader definition is similar to what are locally called the Nordic countries instead yes. of Scandinavia. So there, there may be like a more sense. local distinction between Scandinavia and the Nordic countries. Um, so apologies for not knowing all the nuances of, uh, of that. I mean, I, I I had a Norwegian girlfriend uh, in seventh grade, so I should know these things. Um, oh, yet I don't. oh my God. You're like, like on Boba Fett. Like I've got the end. I dated a Jawa. <laughs> oh my goodness yeah i love her though right. I, I will watch her I do, she's, I do. So well, she's, yeah. she's the best uh let's move into beyond the sins to infinity and beyond somewhere beyond my wild history to boldly go where no man has gone before we're just going to chat about something else from the world of pop culture that we have seen and jonathan's going to kick us off yes i will real quick i did get skipped on the comments but it's fine because i had ian's comment about the helmet that he oh used. you that's did what i thought skip. No, 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 Every that's what I thought. Week. Oh, okay. No, 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 I thought he said that was mine. I didn't think uh, he had it. Yeah, no, that's wow. fine. I just don't want listeners <laughs> Silence, to think. Jonathan. I just don't want listeners to think they missed something, all right? That's true. That's, that's, that's the only true. reason Thank I said you. anything. Good. No, you're protecting me, and I appreciate it. Uh, I, I appreciate so, that quite a bit. So I'm doing Beyond the Sins. Yes, so. Yes. <laughs> Reacher. All of them. Yeah, I'm doing all of them. Ooh. I only have one thing to talk about, because I've been watching a lot of Reacher for the last week. Well, it's only eight episodes. Yeah, what do you think? The new one, yeah. I like it a lot. Um, so here's the thing. I uh, So there's this is obviously Reacher is based on a series. And if you don't know, it's based on a series of novels by Lee Child. That's a pseudonym. I can't remember his his actual name. Uh, and his brother actually is helping him write the uh, now, I think, the last few. But anyways, coming this um, December or October will be the 27th book in the series. I've read 19 of them, I think. So. Oh, wow. So you're a big, you, yeah, you're really a big fan of the Reacher yeah. series. I jokingly okay, yeah. call it my Harry Potter sometimes. But, um, oh, nice. But the thing I like about him is that, I, I, yeah, because when like when they announced the Jack Reacher movie, I that was like if they had just announced like a new Star Trek movie for me. I was like, yes, let's do this. And I and I did really and, like and the And then first. they cast T- Tom Cruise. Yeah, and, and I, you were like, I like well, that's Cruise, not though, Reacher. Because he's still, there's, th- there are things about the character. Like, yes, the character is big and he's huge and... He's, you know, like in the books and he's very like, uh, you know, commands a room like because of that. But mm-hmm. also he's really smart. Like he's like Sherlock Holmes. He's like basically like if there's a Sherlock mm-hmm. Holmes uh, in the military police, it would be Jack yeah. Reacher. He's always like the smartest person in the room. It's that type of character. Yeah. I, t- I heard someone call him a uh, Swolock Holmes. Yeah, that and, uh, and that, 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 so that he's works. Sherlock Holmes, but he can also fight. So he's kind of like the guy Richie Sherlock Holmes, but he's, he's mm-hmm. quite a bit bigger. Right. Uh, I don't know that he knows Kung Fu, though, like that one did. But uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, so I really enjoyed the first movie, which was adapting like the seventh or eighth novel called One Shot. I did not like the second movie, but it was mainly because the source material I wasn't a fan of. I think that's a lot of the reason why I didn't like it. So the show is adapting, and I think this is such a brilliant idea. I don't know if they're going to adapt these in order, but I've always thought, and I think some shows have tried to do this, but I've always thought if you have a long-running series of books and you want to make that into something, I've always thought TV is such a great place because each season you just adapt a novel. or Yeah, just yeah, do a new and, book. And Amazon yeah. is a perfect place to do that because then they can do this and then they can be like, oh, you want more? We have all these books over here that you can read. You know, it's like, it's it's just perfect. And I think they right. are kind of, they kind of did that with Clancy, although I don't, I mean, with Jack Ryan, although I don't know that they were adapting specific novels in that series. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be an Alex Cross series, which is the James Patterson novels. That's going to be coming out, I think, in the next year or so. But 
Because that movie was terrible. That oh yeah, that, that was Alex bad. Cross yeah, that was movie bad. was terrible. Uh, yeah, yeah, and actually the two with Morgan Freeman weren't that great either. Kiss the Girls is okay, but yeah. anyways, Reacher. Yeah. Uh, so that's so that's what they're doing. And this first season, eight episodes, they're adapting the first novel, which is called The Killing Floor. And uh, the Jack Reacher character is essentially. Hey, have you watched any of this, Aaron? Okay, I have not. I was just yeah. really curious because I've heard yeah, good things. The Jack and I was Reacher character, he's a he. He calls himself a vagrant because, or he calls himself a hobo. Somebody calls him a vagrant. He said, "I'm not a vagrant. I'm a hobo." But uh, he he's been in the military his whole life. He gets he you know gets dismissed or whatever. Uh, so he just basically travels the country. He doesn't have a home. He doesn't have you know he does he ha- he only has whatever's on him at that time. Um, he buys new clothes when he needs new clothes, and then throws away the other ones. You know that kind of thing. And um, in this one, this first novel, he ends up in this small town. He goes there because he had heard this story about this blues musician, and he wanted to go learn about him and all this kind of stuff. But they think he's actually part of this, like, uh, there's like this crime syndicate or whatever, and they think he's part of that. And then there ends up being a dead body. So the police think he came, he was a drifter that came in and killed this guy. And that's kind of the start of it. And then he ends up basically having to get involved because of a lot of things. And he ends up helping the police. Once they figure out he wasn't the one who did it, he starts helping them figure out who did. And so it's really cool. Like, I like, I love, I love this, like, I love like small town like crime things like this. I like the, I like these idea. These mm-hmm. small towns are like, there's like a real dark side to them. You know, everybody, you know, I, I just, there's something interesting about that to me. And there is, I mean, if you go to a mm-hmm. small town that you, you don't live, I mean, you've, uh, most people have experienced that where you go in a diner or something, everyone's looking at you and stuff. Cause it is, it is a little more like, who is this person that we don't know? Cause we know everybody. Right. You know, so. Right. And, and then Reacher, of course, is like seven feet tall and looks like uh, Alan Richardson. So, you know, but uh, Alan Richardson is really good in this role. Uh, as much as I love Cruz, I mean, I do think Richardson probably hit, gets the character. But Cruz is obviously a better actor. But uh, I really like Alan Richardson. I think he's doing a good job. This also has a really nice supporting cast. Uh, Willa Fitzgerald, who, if, if anybody, I, the thing I remembered her from was the Scream TV series. But she's been in a bunch of other stuff. Her and then there's an actor named Malcolm Goodwin. They are two police officers that he is assisting. So they're kind of the other two main characters and they're a really fun, like trio. Like I've really enjoyed them. The mystery is really interesting. Uh, the action scenes are really well done and everything. And they, uh, they seem to be getting the character. I have heard some people complain that it's such a strict adaptation. Like it, like people have said that it's almost too close of an adaptation, which I never understand. It's like, I, I just feel like you're somebody that can't just the be fact pleased. That you can't please yeah. everyone. Yeah. yeah, yeah constantly. Like, it's like people complain when they don't do certain things, and then when they do like everything that's in the book, it's like, well, it was too close. Like that's, <laughs> I'll just read the book. Yeah. So, anyways, but I no, I love it. Like I, I think it's great. Um, it's I've heard it called a dad show. That's fair. Uh, I'll, I'll take that. Uh, but um, <laughs> this dad <laughs> really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's already picked up for a second season. I think like three days after it premiered, it got picked up for a second season. All eight episodes are available. They're not doing it weekly because Amazon goes back and forth with that. Uh, but all eight mm-hmm. episodes are available. They're about an hour each, but uh, like over a week, you'll probably you know get it watched. It's it's hard. I mean, they do a really good job too. It's one of those where they kind of suck you in at the end. There's obviously there's always like a cliffhanger, and then it's like, well, I got to see what happens now. Mm-hmm. So uh, plan yeah. for that once you dig in. But uh, no, it's totally totally worth watching in my opinion. I recommend. Nice. That is Reacher on Prime Video. Uh, I'll go next. Raised by Wolves second season uh, has started. Two episodes are out. Uh, this is on HBO Max. Uh, I enjoy this show. I continuously interrogate myself for why I enjoy this show because 
The plot is, eh, it's okay. The themes are interesting, so that's probably part of it. There are some interesting explorations into the ideas of um, religion, those kind of things. Basically, if you don't know the show, I I could very easily spoil a lot accidentally, and I, I apologize because this one of the things about this show is it goes places very very quickly. Like things change on a dime. In fact, this second season almost feels like a reboot. Like it's an like an entirely different mm-hmm. kind of thing. But the first the first season is basically set up as a an android called Mother uh, who is trying to protect um, children who are on a new planet and have escaped their home planet and are trying to figure out what this new planet is. You get a that sense is not that, where I thought the title was going, like at uh, all. That could not be further apart. <laughs> what did you? What did you? What did you think? I don't know because you like survival stuff. I thought maybe it was literally erased by the series. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like it's just it's the Jungle Book. No, this is this is this yeah. is heavy heavy sci-fi action oh, nice. stuff. Um, and so so the other thing you kind of get the sense that there's a religious war that they are escaping, which is a very common story in our own world, you know, just like escaping mm-hmm. from religious persecution, religious war, those kind of things. Um, and that there are two factions and, um, and you know, one of the factions is very religious based. The other is very, um, in fact, they're, they call themselves the atheists. Like that's the name of their, you know, uh, group. Um, and they're very practical. Uh, everything that they do is, um, See, I almost accidentally spoiled something. I'm just because because I I think like all these things should be known, but like y- you don't necessarily know them right away. I think the reason I I love this uh, and I'm enjoying watching it is mostly the world building. Mm-hmm. I think there's some really in depth, interesting world building going on here. Uh, Ridley Scott, by the way, directed the first two episodes. In those first two episodes, you can tell they are they are really incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'd say maybe give the first two episodes a whirl if you're interested. Watch the third one and just Are you, talking you know about season one. I can't now? guarantee. I'm talking yeah. about season one because there's only two episodes yeah. of season two. You don't have a long way no. to catch up. I I, I was interested um, in this and then I just kind of forgot about it and so I do need to. Did you need? And I love good world building. So it, it really, I think that's it. Yeah. Like I really do think what keeps me coming back is like. Oh, how does this aspect of the world work? Oh, this is an interesting thing about this planet that I didn't know. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I I find the world building really, really interesting and some of the themes interesting. The acting's okay. The plot's okay. But it's it's really the other stuff that kind of keeps me coming back. So um, that is Raised by Wolves on HBO Max. Uh, Ian, what do you got? Um, well, I something I didn't expect to find on Disney+, Plus, which was The Last Duel. Um, is it on Disney no, Plus? No, it's on, it's on HBO well? Max no. here. Yeah, it's so strange what international Disney Plus gets. So <laughs> the last duel was not what I expected to see next to Luca. But <laughs> that was pretty but, amazing. Um, <laughs> now I wish they did. You liked Luca. Here. You might like the last duel. <laughs> so, but yeah, um, so speaking of Ridley Scott, um, I really liked mm. this. It's a hard watch. Massive, massive trigger warnings for rape and lots of nastiness. But um, yeah, I think it's really, really good. Um, it's Matt Damon. Um, uh, oh no, Ben Affleck, Adam Driver, um, and Ben Affleck. Yeah, um, and uh, Jodie Coma um, or Coma, Coma, Jodie Coma. She is fantastic. She is. So um, it's obviously come out quite recently, but the really, really brief synopsis is: it's a story of three parts. It's the same events, but from three different perspectives. From Adam Driver's perspective. Um, Matt Damon's character's perspective and then Jodie Comer's, who is... I love the... No, that's a spoiler. 
anyway, I really like how her story is framed. Um, and it's, there's a reason that it's the last, the last version of the story that you hear as well. And it follows the last duel that was ever officially recorded in England in like the 1400s. And it was, they basically have to duel to the death and how, the, how these two friends ended up at this place. But yeah, it's a very, very different Matt Damon performance. Um, Adam Driver is amazing. I love him so much. He seems to just knock it out of the park in every film. Um, but yeah, difficult watch. Really, really great um, kind of like Game of Thrones style action sequences. But yeah, it's really the story and just how men are terrible. In <laughs> almost every way throughout yeah. history, men are terrible, terrible people. I remember we talked about, because I was on the Sif Pop episode where we reviewed this, and Andrew actually got me to give it a second watch because I liked it, but I will say that part of it was kind of interesting to me because I was like, I was like, is that really a big thing to say though? Like that men sucked in the 1300s, like powerful men sucked. I mean, that just seems like that Mm -hmm. everybody knows that, but I think the movie is safe. And I will say, I still thought the Jodie Comer character, she's amazing. Overall, loved the film. Really, really liked it. It's got that tinge of Ridley Scott kind of came out and was like, oh, the only reason the film didn't do well was because of superhero films. And uh, I almost didn't watch it because I was like, just really shut up. Well, he up. never would have said but that. Somebody <laughs> asked him a question good. that had to do with superhero movies or something. That I mean, there's mm. these people aren't wanting to talk about superhero movies. No, of course not. Um, yeah. I haven't got a problem with Matt Damon's mullet either. It's fine. That's perfect. <laughs> it's I love it. Yeah, fine. It's, it, yeah. it's, it, but it's a movie that, I mean, I liked it a lot when I first saw it, but I, I think I kind of love it now. Like, it's really grown on me. And I'm. it was kind of sucked that it just didn't get really any Oscar attention. Uh, well, I, I've said this before, but my whole thing is I just think they chose the wrong Ridley Scott movie. But how's the Gucci did? Oh, you're talking about to like to like uh, like work the circuit with like they were focusing more on how to work Gucci. the system. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. it, if if Ridley if Ridley wanted the last duel, to, I think here's what I've said. I think you switch the release dates and the release dates alone of House of Gucci yeah. and The Last Duel, and The Last Duel is in the conversation. Yeah. I really and believe that. And it opened that. up against mm-hmm. Halloween Kills, which doesn't seem like that would be that big of a problem, but Halloween Kills made a lot of money. It killed at the box office. Uh, I saw those. I saw a double yeah. feature of those that on a Friday night, which is a weird double feature, by the way. I'm glad I saw yeah. Halloween Kills first. Yeah. Cause <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you go. That's The Last Duel. It is on Disney Plus in the UK and on mm-hmm. HBO Max, I believe, uh, in the States. Uh, Raised by Wolves, also on HBO Max and Reacher on Prime Video. That's going to wrap it up for Behind the Scenes this week. Don't forget to make sure you're subscribed and go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. If you've got anything you want to send us, you can mail it to P.O. Box 881, Republic, Missouri, 65738. Uh, you can hang out with us on Twitter. I'm at Aaron Dicer. He is at Wits End. Uh, W-H-I-T-T-S-I-N-N-E-D. And he is at Sam Loomis 13. So for Jonathan Watkins, Ian Whittington, William Madison, and myself, we will see you next <laughs> Happy week. Happy Analog to Digital TV Day. Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to bts at cinemasins.com and be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. Find more ways to connect by visiting cinemasins.com slash bts. Get ready for the switchover. Coming to your area soon. Is it Kirk Kirkman? Whoever that is, it's in, that's not Kirkman. That's a comic. no. That's Walking Dead. Uh, Alex yeah. Kurtzman. 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 Oh, that's close. Like you're like no, you that's was. stupid. It's so you, far you off. Ass. It's Kurtzman. <laughs> <laughs> well, I won't be at Aaron for the Sposkers because I'm never invited. So you're invited. You're 100 oh. invited. If you want to yeah. come over for the weekend, I, man, do I, it. I, 
I don't want to come, so I'm going to use the right. excuse. No, go. I'm kidding. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, Phyllis Foskers, do you do a lot of rewatching or just we watch what you've- all ten movies over the weekend? Yeah, yes, oh, that's Frank, amazing. Frank has already tweeted that you know he's going to have the same reaction shot from Mank for uh, I can't remember which one he said. Maybe it was Dune. Oh, I love it. Well, I'm not going to do any rewatching. I'm actually doing the scheduling men. this morning. Awesome. <laughs> I love how much Aaron gets into this. No, you're the only reason I watch the Oscars at all, because I watch you guys talk about it, and then I watch along. But I probably would have quit watching the Oscars like three years ago if I if you Uh, you and everybody else. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You are not alone. Tick tick boom was robbed. Sorry, you can go. Oh, that that was not going to get nominated for best picture. It was robbed. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying I'm not shocked. I, you just can't look at the Oscars based on your own personal no, opinions. There's no way you to can. do it. I mean, I mean, Wrath of Man and Malignant are currently in my top five for the year. I, there was nothing about that. I was never like, oh, they're, that sucks. They didn't nominate Wrath of Man and Malignant. I knew that wasn't going to happen. No, I, mean, I get it. Tick, Tick, Boom, I guess. If there is 10 nominations, I mean, that's one. Because I was just surprised about Don't Look Up. But then, obviously, a lot of people like that. So that makes sense. Yeah, West Side good. Story is, I mean, it. the only thing about West Side Story is like, it's been nominated for Best Picture before. <laughs> it yeah, won. it's so strange, isn't it? Is there another example of a remake it getting nominated? It wouldn't be the first movie. That it wasn't, some, something's won twice. There's a movie that's won an Oscar oh. twice. Um, oh, crazy. no, you're right. It's, uh, it's uh, wait, Cavalcade? Did that win twice, though? Um, let me see. Cavalcade, I know, has been, because that was one of the first ones to win. Maybe it did. No, I'm trying to remember. I think maybe I'm wrong. I thought, uh, oh no, 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 no. I was thinking of the the performance of the Joker. I was thinking of the fact that somebody's won for playing um, the same character. Yeah, or been that's nominated for playing the yeah. same. Yeah, character. two different actors playing the same character. I think it's just that one, and then the other one is Don Corleone because Brando won. Yeah. In 72, and then uh, De Niro won in 74. Joker's just one of those, like, I kind of get it, though, because that's a character that you can really give, like, one of those, like, you know, great bad guy performances. Mm-hmm. But I, like, I don't, can think, be quite individual. I don't think Nicholson was nominated. Maybe he was. No. <laughs> I'd be shocked. Have you watched? Oh, I, there is nothing wrong with Batman 89. I would say nothing, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, what fascinates me about it, though, is that this proves that, like, Twitter is such, or just social media is such a small portion. Because, like, if you were just on Twitter when Don't Look Up, if that's where you're getting all your info, you would think everybody hated this movie. Mm-hmm. And clearly, oh, absolutely. a yeah. ton of people love this movie because it's yeah, fucking nominated for Best Picture. I mean, that's not an accident. Yeah. I know there are people that, like... McVeigh probably has friend or whatever his name is. Is that right? Is it McVeigh? McKay. 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 What an idiot. That's miles away. Yeah, McVeigh, I know. McKay. I'm doing, but that's weird. I did it twice. <laughs> I did it twice with like one letter. So I just completed the schedule and I was going to say this, like this year watching the nominations come in, I was like, oh no. Oh no. So Every single movie films. is two and a half hours yeah, huh? or longer. Drive my car is three hours long. Jeez, like, creepers. <clears throat> Belfast is the only like short film, isn't it? <laughs> there's only two under there's only two under two hours, Belfast and Coda. And Coda's yeah. almost two hours long. Oh, King yeah. Richard's almost two and a half hours. Yes. That took us three sessions to get through while we were in Nashville. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you're right. 
Because Drive My Car is the one, it's like the opening title comes up like 45 minutes Like 45 in. minutes into the You're movie, so the opening title comes up. You liked it, right? Like you didn't love it, but you liked it? I did like okay. it. Okay. I did like I'm re- it. Yes. I, that's one. Um, it is definitely a mood movie. You, you know, like it is, it's it's not something you want to be scrolling or, you know, because, mm-hmm. well, well I mean, subtitled. aside from anyway, the fact that you have to read the subtitles. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> Kids. Yeah. I might be 40 before I get them. That's okay. I was 35. Not all of us are 10 yeah. like Aaron. No, no. <laughs> you you never exaggerate ever, Jonathan. <laughs> like you were what, 21? Something like that? 22? I just turned 20. Oh, okay. So I, I, was, I had you older. Yeah. I turned 20 in May of 95. Oh, but I know, your, I know your kids' ages. So yeah, that makes sense. I don't know why I didn't just do the math. Yeah. And then, uh, and then our wedding was August of 95. So I, I was just a couple months after I turned 20. That's funny. You're in that position too. Like if Mackenzie like is like, you know, I have to do this when I'm in my early twenties or I got to get married or I got to have a kid. Like we can actually say, dude, we waited. You're good. Aaron can't do that with his though. He's like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. My oldest is getting married in two weeks. That's crazy. uh, And he will be 22. So he's older than you. And he, yeah. And I'm, I'm like, well, why'd you wait so long? (laughs) (laughs) We wanted to have a child before the turn of the millennium so that they had a chance to say they lived in two millenniums and three centuries. Nice. Oh, I'm sure he remembers the nineties. Sure. (laughs) Yes. That's like, that's like I was born in 76. So people say, so you're a seventies kid. I'm like, not really. Like I'm more of an (laughs) eighties kid. Like I don't remember the seventies. I'm always mad at my parents for. Um, me being born in 1990 I was like you couldn't have had me in 89 because that's right I could tack on an extra decade like that's I mean, right you can you can be 30 and cross see like- we think of those things we thought of those things <laughs> I like that I was born in the bicentennial year though because I could feasibly I could be alive for the tricentennial, the tricentennial? yeah and the bicentennial yeah. not a lot of yep. people get to say that nope. nope I very seriously doubt I will but <laughs> the way the way my the way my body is treating me <laughs> it's becoming more and more likely it is becoming more and more likely but i mean but 100 is is not common for dudes like it's no it's not but it might be soon yeah, like it could it's be, it's crazy yeah. what medical science is is looking at changing about aging and in those kind of things it's funny when you get older and you realize like things about like you start thinking about retirement and how much money you're going to have or how much money you're going to have to live on you kind of get to where I'm good, like 80s. Like, that's probably okay. Like, you know, <laughs> like, I, I don't want to have to figure out another 20 years. Like, at this yeah. point. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, it is one of those things where it's like retirement. There's going to be a generational change in the idea of retirement mm-hmm. if, if life gets extended 50 years, yeah. which I've heard scientists say that, you know, medical science in the next, you know, century will probably extend life average to about 150 um, based wow. on some techno- technologies, and if that happens, it just changes everything. Like everything, everything. Not just how much you have to save for retirement changes population growth. It changes like oh, yeah. like it's it's crazy how we would have to wrestle with you know some things. The real issue is how much of those years are you healthy and able to work? Well, that's true. Because sure. if we're living to one hundred and fifty. But we are still screwed from the age of seventy. Right. This isn't improving anyone's situation at all. And now, if yet. we stay healthy until one hundred and twenty, awesome. Yeah, Great. like you could work till a hundred or a hundred. Exactly. Right. Yeah. But if we're all still retiring at seventy, nope. It's but it, but and yet, how do you morally 
like you don't. say We're like you screwed. you have to die <laughs> i'm yeah. sorry we keep no. you're, you're well, too you much of a burden working. yeah you're too much of a burden on the system to live for 80 more years without working like those yeah. dystopian 100%. movies make more sense now like when yeah, we're just you like, are yeah. riddled with arthritis you have multiple organ yeah. failure but you have to still go to work like, because no, there's too go. many of us <laughs> yippee guy yeah got the buckets happy gilmore might be the only happy madison i'm like kind of okay with like that one actually I, but i think a lot of that has to do with me being a sports guy too like i i just like that underdog story like the rocky story sure uh, yeah, that probably sure. has more to do with it than anything that's um and then i don't know but anyways that doesn't matter we've talked about that one not that long ago because we send it mm-hmm. that has aired right i'm not making happy gilmore's definitely aired right the video oh i don't know i don't i, have I no, haven't talked about it on the show so not since i have I'm no idea yeah. I don't, you might want to cut all that out uh <laughs> <laughs> make a note <laughs> Willow, willow, willow. Tell me more. Tell me more. What a terrible song. Is Did there a more terrible song? Nope. Like, it's nope. like, we talk about things not aging well and being inappropriate and uh-huh. having different eyes, but is there anything more terrible than that song in Greece? Like, it's, you know, did she put up a fight? Did is she put literally, up a fight? Is literally a line oh. in the song. Like, it's... Like, <laughs> did she put up a fight? My stuff looks better now, right? Your stuff always looks beautiful. Oh, you. You remember how, like, my uh, video would, like, flash and glitch out all the yeah. time? You're Like, yeah. I think I may have fixed that. If somebody notices it's still doing it, let me know. But I think I figured out what the problem was. Oh, man. I'm going to gaslight you so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Behind Behind the Sins. Uh, we are here to record an epi- another episode of... Uh... Behind the scenes, I think is is what we're doing here. Uh, thank think. you for joining us. I think, if, I think if, that's I mean, the goal. If the chat could just hold off on trolling me for four and a half seconds, then yeah, <laughs> we can record a show. Thanks, guys. What are they trolling you about this time? Just my name um, and <laughs> and commercials that I'm not watching. Yes, uh, I did rewatch yes, Mentos yes. again. It's a good commercial. It, is it a good needs commercial. further analysis. Mm-hmm. Is that definitely, a joke definitely. about people not being able to see me? immediately proving why that was a great joke to leave in the video <laughs> like i can't see jonathan either <laughs> right. That's right that's right also guys ian hates michael keaton as batman and jack nicholson as joker just so we're clear. yes agreed yep that is exactly the words exactly. that came out of my mouth yeah word for word aaron you should go back and watch the moonfall trailer but specifically select the one with the bad moon rising uh Oh yeah, remix. It's amazing. Is it? Is it I great? I'm sure it's better than the movie. It has to be better than the movie. I actually, yeah, I actually like that trailer. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a remix of it though. It's the same. It's it's still like what's his name singing, but yeah, and putting it to something. Then that is John Fogerty from Credence Clearwater Revival. Oh yeah. Oh, that's why. My wife tells me to stop singing that song. She's not a Credence fan. Um, I'll walk around after I hear something in a trailer. I'll just walk around and seeing it, like that policy of truth remix from Death on the Nile. I'll just walk be in the kitchen going policy of truth. My wife will just be like, "Ugh." All right, Uh, here we go. Let's do it. Oh my god, random CCR fact: they have the most Billboard number two hits without having any number one hits. That is fascinating. All right, let's go. That is very fascinating. It really is very fascinating. Who has the most number threes with no number? (laughs) Yeah, let's get into this. Let's get into this. (laughs) Shall we? Eagle Eye Cherry. Behind the scenes, a weekly. <laughs>
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 